Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 100 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who has spiky hair with me tonight? Michael Kilwalla Hughes, but you're still hungry. <laughs> and hailing from Medina Village, Red Fox. So you're telling me you're the little imp sitting in the house waiting for someone to pop out of your kitchen? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Have some cake. That's right. <laughs> I'll never understand that. They're very accepting. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Well, I guess since you're here, I'll tell you, don't, don't go too far in this village. Oh, man. Uh, you know, it, it didn't I it hit me till much later. Like, that's kind of like they shouldn't be as friendly as they are when you just popped out of their kitchen cabinet. <laughs> Mostly people would not be OK with that. Considering they have a history of, like, racism. <laughs> you know, I never really thought about that until way later, how much that is just racism. There's a lot of racism in this game. Is so racism among their monsters? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe speciesism? Like how people are scared of pit bulls? Does that count? That's fair. That's Close funny. enough. I also have a part pit bull, so that might have something to do with it. But... <laughs> <laughs> that makes that comment. All right, but I, we are here to talk about, since it's our 100th episode, I decided that we should talk about my favorite game ever. I'm about to say best game ever, but that's too subjective. So we'll say my favorite game. A lot of people Chrono- agree. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people do. Some people don't, I think. Eh. Okay. <laughs> you know what? doesn't matter. We're talking about Chrono Trigger, made by, for the Super Nintendo originally, made by Squaresoft, came out in 1995. It's a long yeah. time ago. It really is. Still holds up. Oh, yeah. It does. It's timeless, man. Not no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the old ad I had for this in one of my magazines. They're like, it's about time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a two-page split ad. I'm like, uh. And then 25 years later, Crash Bandicoot stole that. They're like, hey, we're just going to name our game that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I see people say it's about time, I'm like, Chrono Trigger? And it'll be Crash. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, Crash is no Chrono Trigger. So, first thing I do want to say is the cover of this game, the American release, makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it's kind of like what we talked about in the Mega Man X one with uh, Launch Octopus being the wrong color. There's yeah. a lot of that going on. Well, one, they're Marley fighting using a, fire, and they're fighting a Hecarin. A Hecarin, and they're in the snow. The Hecarin is only in in the regular version in the cave, and you don't fight him in the snow. If I am correct on this, I do believe there was a screenshot that did reflect that that art. Oh, you know, like in pre-development, but oh, I don't know. I, I might have heard that quite some time ago. Yeah, it it bothers me. It always has, but <laughs> so it might have been accurate at one time. But when the official re- release came out, then yeah, it wasn't. I mean, Ice Sword wouldn't look as cool if he was jumping at the Hecarin with a with a sword covered ice in a in a, yeah. in a blizzard. It could have been Luca though. Like, what is what is what's she even wearing here? It's like a weird raincoat, a purple raincoat, a poncho. No, not a poncho. <laughs> I don't know. It's a winter coat. But you don't wear uh, it and frog just in the snow, like where he deserves on his knees, the ground. Wow. Isn't that your <laughs> favorite character? racism. Yeah, right. Like he deserves. Wow. Right out of the gate. I like frog. though, actually, he is my favorite. I actually didn't. I didn't use him this time, though. I actually I played this game differently this time. So I played this game. God, well over 10 times. Probably every couple of years yeah. I go back to it because why not? Oh, yeah. It's the best game ever. So, like, I actually went back and played this, uh, I think, three years ago on a tablet. I played it on the D- I played the DS version for the first time, playing that version. And then I and then I went back. I, so we should all say what version. I played the DS version for this playthrough. What about you, Mike? Same. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, same here. I don't, I think I would always stick to the DS version from now on. Yeah, it's definitely the best version because it has the cutscenes from PlayStation 1 that you don't need. And it has the retranslated text that you do need. And you know you played this game a lot when you're list- when you're reading the text and you're like, well, they changed that from the SNES yeah. version. I'm like, oh, well. 
I definitely had the SNES version like deep within me because I was still referring to things as they are in that game. And for some reason, like the blockier pixels kind of they're charming to me. So it was weird to see them be a little sharper in the DS version. I didn't catch that. Uh, it looks different to me. Okay, I mean, you could play have that Steam version. Thick. The constant mini map too. That yes, oh yeah, like that. That was very different. Oh yeah, and everything being. I mean, I liked it because I was playing this on a phone, so it was really nice with the touchscreen. <laughs> I own the DS Jackson all over again. Yeah, yeah. I own the <laughs> DS version somewhere. I have a funny story with that. Well, actually, that was the last game my ex girlfriend bought me with my money before she left, and then I lost it shortly after she left, and then I refound it. But I never actually played that version. But I have the copy. I bought it. I just like emulation so much better. It's very convenient. I did actually play on my DS cart on my DS. Same here. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's all about convenience. I hate carrying around an extra device just to play it. Same. I have the launch DS, too, so it's fat and bulky. Wherever the, wherever the hell it is, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I always I have I something extra on me. It's either my 3DS or now i got a PSP Go. Just, they fit so nicely in my pockets. Yeah, with no PSP Go games on it, huh? Yeah, well. <laughs> it's got Castlevania. That counts. Yeah. So I just like even the way that this game starts off is so iconic to me. You wake up in bed, your mom's telling you to get up, opens the curtains, and every time like I play this game with headphones for part of the game. And it is just so it's so awesome still after all this time, just to hearing the, the birds chirping, I'm just like ah. Yeah. And they're they're setting the tone right out the gate as far as uh, how peaceful life is, nothing to worry about for the most part. The kingdom is peaceful. They got a, a thousand year anniversary like fair going on i mean they're really setting the tone kind of like a horror movie where everything's just great until it all falls apart (laughs) (laughs) i mean things do go to shit pretty quickly in this oh yeah it doesn't take long not as far as 1000 ad is concerned it it stays pretty peaceful through most of the game ask chrono cross (laughs) (laughs) just chrono cross is the same time right like just like 30 years later of of 1000 ad yeah i believe it's it's around that same point in time for the most part i mean poor a is more of a military force at that time so I, yeah i'd say a little bit after 1000 ad okay oh and i should say there will be spoilers from the trigger maybe a little bit for cross but i doubt it and yeah well, you've been warned there was one right there so yeah but this game came out in, 20, <laughs> it, it came out in 1995 and from across came out in what early like 2000 yeah 2000 2001 so if you haven't played yeah it don't matter plus if you don't know what the hell we're talking about it can make any sense <laughs> <laughs> i won't spoil anything where you be like what the hell are you talking about who knows I already don't know what you're talking about with Chrono Cross. You didn't play Cross? Uh, I played like an hour of it, maybe. Episode 200, oh, good, here we man. come. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 200, hey, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to play Cross again for years, so it'd be the I've, perfect excuse to finally I've do been, it. Yeah, I've been looking for an excuse to play it, so it's already on my PSP. So two years from now, if we if we, if we we do that, here we come. Oh, I'm ready. It probably will be two years from now. I'm in no rush to play it. It's just one of those games. All right, so... Just everything, like, I love the Millennial Fair. I love how you how you go to this place, and everything that happens is all by accident, just because you you run into a girl, or she runs into you, even though you have to pretty much run into her to trigger it. That's not what the court says. Oh, God, I, I love the court, but we'll get there shortly. Yeah, but we'll get there. It's so cool how, like, in little things that you do in that part, where if you don't, if you don't talk to her first and pick up the pendant, or if you eat the guy's lunch that keeps respawning in the DS version, you'll, you'll get... You know, mad at you at the court. Oh yeah, they they set you up for failure without letting you know it. Does the drinking thing affect you too? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I like how they change it from soda pop, like it wasn't the SNES version of beer. This one, I think it was. It's supposed to be beer. I know that. You gotta save the kitty too. Yeah, but you have to talk to her first, otherwise you can't save the kitty. I tried. 
I was watching a started watching SNES Drunk's LP of this this morning, and he said that when he had his girlfriend play this, she spent an hour in the fair just kind of doing everything there is to do. Yeah, I think we all have at one point (laughs) in the original SNES version have done that, especially as kids. Like, I know I played around in that fair for quite some time. You gotta at least fight Gato, and here is Sick Song. Right. It's a good song. Platinum (laughs) recording artist, Gato. You earned 15 platinum points. Do, 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 do. So, still in my head. But it's, I mean, it's just like that's what's so special about the game. There's little parts that you might completely miss if you just didn't go in a room you don't really need to go into. And it's not going to affect the overall like scheme of the game, but it's just oh. nice to experience. I mean, this game is full of stuff like that. But like in Millennial Fair, you have a race you can bet on that I never bet on. You have, you can hit a little hammer and you can earn one silver point each time you hit the bell. Like, there's just lots of little things you can do that are. Very unique. No, it's, and just the way that the story goes, like, you know, you go to see your, your friend who's an inventor invented a teleporter, which should be a lot cooler than it actually is in this game, you know? But I I love how that's how this whole story goes because she's wearing this pendant that's been handed down, or Marl, which we haven't even mentioned her name yet, the girl's <laughs> pendant that ran into you. Yeah, we should uh, we should talk about that real quick. Yeah, why don't you yeah, stop me? Let's talk about the character's wife. The, the game came out in 95, like we said, long before spoken spoken text in games so like i think everyone pronounces a lot of the names differently so there's going to be some of that in this episode there will be for sure <laughs> chrono is the is the main character with spiky red hair that you uh, you would have seen on the cover who is a silent protagonist who cannot talk went super saiyan god uh, about 20 some years before <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what happens when you have a curatory on my designer characters they all kind of yep. look similar oh yeah I mean, you can not as bad as like Dragon Quest stuff, or you can go, "That's Trunks, that's Goku." But <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's close. Like you can you can tell, you can see the similarities when you look at him. Like oh yeah, and his best friend is Luca, who's an inventor, who's the one that made the telepod, who fights with a gun, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is awesome. I always like guns in RPGs, except they're usually super weak. Yeah, normally. Luckily, not in this one. So I don't like Luca. I don't use her at all this time. Uh, yeah, I mean everyone's good, but we'll get to that. You're not wrong, but uh, <laughs> some are just better than others. And then you but also anyway. have Marl, which is a girl with a pendant that moves the whole story forward because she's the one. She's the which you don't know this right away. She's the princess of the castle of the land that you're living in. Princess Nadia. I used to call her Marley. I think a lot of people did. It's because that E's there. But I kind of I've kind of fallen into the Merrill camp, like Metal Gear Solid. Marl. I think um, I think I, I've done the opposite. Like uh, when Mike and I were kids, we would say Marl, and then as I got older, I started to say Marley. I still say Marl. And say. I think I think it's influenced from Cross because I think Harley from Cross is a, the exact same spelling but with an H. So I just huh. the same with Marl or Marley. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it. I'll take it. I'm still gonna pronounce it the same way, but I'll take it. I'm sure we'll have another pronunciation for another character coming up here in a little while. And like just how the way that this game, you know throws you into it like you you go through this teleporter and you go to one side but then when Morrow goes into it she goes into into a time portal and you don't know where the fuck you're going you just grab your sword that you happen to have which and wooden jump sword. into the <clears throat> hmm? your wooden sword oh yeah it's a wooden sword at first isn't it mm-hmm. it don't last long for me i usually i because i level up and buy the other sword right away yeah so it's a little old to have a wooden sword it's like a young kid thing you ever gotten He's hit like, by what, a wooden sword? 16, 17 at this age. I mean, that's like oh, an 11-year-old kind of thing. A book, a wooden katana book. God, I used to know the name of this. It, that would hurt like hell. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, hit someone hard enough with it. <laughs> okay, fair point. <laughs> 
I and just the way that like because if you depending on how you play this game. Because even in the first area, you can go run around in a forest near the castle and level up and fight random mushroom enemies. But if you follow the game the way you're supposed to, you go through this portal, your first fight will be with a bunch of little blue imps. And I think that does such a great job of kind of showing you what the game is, where you're all of a sudden you're dropped in this place. You have no idea where you're at. Nothing's being explained to you. And you're just like running around the woods. And when you get back and you go to your you go to your town where your town is and when you go in the houses, they're like Medina Fair. What the hell are you talking about? Like, I, I love that. That's so awesome. Up until that point, you're just constantly learning new things. And I think, actually, the Millennial Fair is just a bit misleading because you don't deal with anything like that ever in the game. So when you finally get to Truce Canyon, that's for the first time you get to really see what the game was about. And it's so good. You come up to the world map and everything's covered in this eerie fog. It's like, this is clearly not the place you left. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, 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 I wish I could remember how confusing it must have been to young Mike when he first saw this. <laughs> and... I talk to the people and they're and they're like, "What are you talking about? Look at that hair!" Like, I love how there's so many comments about your hair in the original game, at least. I think that was pulled off very well. I mean, even on the world map, you normally shows the time period. This it, when you first get there, it's just a question mark. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, which is cool. Unfortunately, I know perfectly where we are, but I like his hair. I do too. There's nothing I don't like about this game. But we'll get there. And just, nothing. I'm sure we can find something. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I just love everything about this opening. And like when you first go to the castle and the guards start making fun of you, like they changed the text in the DS version where at first they go, look at that crazy haircut. He must be part of Magus's army, even though Magus's army are all monsters and there's no humans. But hey, show us your stamp collection. You got to be a monster to have hair like that. Can we talk about the guards for a second? Like how badass are they in 600 AD? And then you get to the 1000 AD. They're just wearing like regular uniforms. They're dressed like Jetsons characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they don't look as cool. In the cutscene, though, the guards in AD look really fucking stupid, though. I like I mean, the guy. They, you find him one of the item shops that's trying on the armor, and he just collapses from the weight of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's some idiots. But, and then that's when you run into Marl again, but they're like, oh, queen. And you're like, this is before you find out that she is actually the queen in, in 1000 AD. That's going to be an interesting princess. episode. And... Not queen, princess, yeah, you're right, princess. And like, I, I like that. Like, you go up, you follow her up the room, like, oh, Princess Nadia, or not Prince Nadia, but they're like, the princess, the queen has come back, and we're all fine. And and, I, and I, that scene, when you go upstairs, and she starts to disappear while you're talking to her, and she, I mean, that is just such a, like, heartening moment where you're, you're with her, and all of a sudden she fades away and doesn't exist anymore. And you're just like, what the fuck, what do I do now? It's pretty chilling. She's like, she feels like her insides are being ripped apart. Oh, God, I can't imagine. Yeah. It's well, I kind of can. <laughs> erased from time. Like, that's that's the only time you really see it happen in the game, right, right in front of your eyes. Uh-huh. It is so... And and I, was, and I remember thinking to myself, uh, they're going to think I killed her. Like, uh... And you <laughs> so run out the door. You not doing anything funny with her, were you? <laughs> I like how that's yeah, one of the lines. And it, she's just gone. And as you're running down the stairs, like, okay, I better leave this castle now. You run into Luca. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just let in the castle, like, oh, yeah, I'm with that spiky hair guy. Oh, yeah, come on in, come on in. He's down the hall. Like, That's a good point. I, yeah, I don't know why so, they just let her into a guarded castle. So Luca just kind of knew to go there. I mean, yeah, she eventually found out that it was Princess Nadia, but she just knew to go to the castle. Yeah. I mean, I guess she'd make that connection because she knows she's the princess, so. Yeah. And where else are they going to go on the map? <laughs> I don't <laughs> <The> know. Cathedral. <laughs> yeah, cathedral. Oh. <laughs> uh. I, I, you know, I feel like as a kid, I could. It took me a long time to figure out to go to that cathedral next. 
One of the, I think it's someone in the tavern kind of hints at it. Like a lot of the townsfolk will give you useful information if you just go around and talk to everyone like we did as kids in RPGs. Because like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Let's go talk to people. Guides were a lot more scarce until GameFAQs really blew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I owned a guide in this game. Me too. Yeah. I didn't even know in the game yet. But... RPG. Oh. <laughs> oh, you bought it before? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I think a friend had it or something. I'm like, oh, I'll buy the guide. I still, I don't know if I still have it because I moved a few times and I moved in very quickly times. And I'm not, I, it's one of the things I don't know if I still have it anymore or not. I'm going to have to go find it out. I'm no, curious. Now. I saw your picture of it not too long back. Yeah, I'm hoping I still have mine. I know I lost a lot of stuff when I moved. Do you still have your original SNES copy? I want to say yes. I still have mine. I did have mine. I, oh, you know, I still have mine. I had mine when I was living in the apartment with Tiff, so I still have it somewhere in a bin. I actually I never owned this until the DS version. No. I own this on Super Nintendo, DS, and PS1. Nice. Oh, I did have from yeah, a, okay. My mom got it from a thrift store. I had no idea what it, what it was. I just tried it out, played it. No idea until a few years later. Wow. Was it me who introduced you to it? Um, I, I already had it, but then I realized you had it, and you got me more into RPGs at that time. Okay. So I, I didn't appreciate it until then. That's cool. I don't even know why the hell I had it or played it or anything. I don't remember <laughs> What got got me into it? Well, you were big into RPGs at the time. I mean, you, were, you had all the Final Fantasies and this all three of them. Logical next step. <laughs> at the time, maybe it was Mr. Quest two and three. Oh, they were just a big Dragon Ball fan. Yeah, maybe I wasn't though. No, he wasn't. <laughs> the only time I really got into Dragon Ball when I met Brad in high school. Really? Yeah. Oh. And then I, I then it wasn't until years later when I was I watched. Um, a lot of all of Dragon Ball, all original Dragon Ball, and tried to go through Z and got to the Cell Saga, and that was the end of that. Hey, Z wasn't bad. No, I just I met Tiff, and I wasn't oh. sitting there watching anime for four hours a day anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it was. I was just bored and not, you know, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna watch. I'm gonna finish Dragon Ball Z. I got nothing else to do, and I got no money because I have a shitty job right now. All right, enough of that crap. So, <laughs> like the confused. We're not going to go beat for beat this whole game because I don't want to talk for five hours. Oh, yeah. I just want some of the original stuff is good to do. The cathedral, I think, is, is very interesting, too, at parts. Like, how you, this is where you first meet Frog. As you mentioned, Frog is a frog that was a human that got turned into a frog. He lost me. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, this, also, this also introduces you more to the, like, um, evil monster characters that, that are in that mystic war. This is the yeah. first time you really run into them. Because you go into the cathedral and there's a bunch of nuns who are saying very menacing things to you. And then you find the the queen's hairpin and they all turn into the, the Naga-its, the weird snake people. They all scream first. <laughs> or something like that. There's a lot of good sound effects in this game. Of course, the oh. best one's the cat meowing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a few times. But it's just so... And this is what really, this is when you first get really into combat, too, because you have to go through this cathedral and you fight tons of mystics. You find hostages or not, you find prisoners that they have. You shoot random guards just locked in a room, just unlocked. They're like, oh, I guess we could leave now. Yeah, get out of here. It's it's very interesting. I mean, I don't care for when you, the chancellor that you find out is a, you fight the fake, a fake chancellor type guy. Yakra. Really, yeah, I don't really care for Yakra. I always, Yakra. as a kid, I always looked at his sprite and thought his horns were the eyes. So he had like this weird doofy face, and <laughs> as far as I was could tell, I'm gonna have to look this up now. In that same note, there you guys remember what Fiona looks like? Fiona with the yes. forest and 680. Mm-hmm. She's got so, like the wrap over her head. She's got um, like well, I think she's got her ponytail, and she's got this like kind of like cloak 
kind of deal, but I always thought it was so weird because where the collar is, it always looked like their jaw was open, like down and open. So it looked like they had these elongated, like scary faces to me. <laughs> you know, I always thought the horns were eyes too. I just now realized they're horns. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, thank you. I think Fiona always thought that she had like a mustache. Like she kind of looked like Mario. I, yeah, I could see that. Making me look up sprites now. All of a sudden. <laughs> That's how I feel about this. Spriter's resource, man. Yeah, it's oh, a man. good place. I love it. It's like, I used to use it a lot when I was doing a bunch of different artwork that I would make. Yeah, the like the chin where the cloak starts, it looks like a mustache to me. So she looks like her chin is a big nose, and she uh, looks very Mario-like. Uh, after I just thought Yakra this entire time had eyes that were horns, I'm, I got nothing anymore. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this is what everyone's here for. It's what we see in the sprites. Again, I always thought Emperor Gestalt in Final Fantasy VI was a dog for the longest time. Wow. I thought he was a dog man. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. You never until, told me that. Never I know, I never Because <laughs> I always thought you saw the same thing. Well, yeah, it's a dog man. I'm like, no, I never Okay, it wasn't until years later. I'm like, oh, that's just a beard. Oh, man, your whole life was a lion to them. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, yeah, I can see that. His long, his long hair looks like ears. The, the only thing I, the last thing we should say about like, Cathedral, don't, there's not that much to say about this second place, is that after you beat the boss, you beat Yakra, which you find out the fake chancellor, you rescue the real queen, and then when you bring her back to the castle, after Frog or Frog ends up leaving, that's when then Marl comes back and reappears. I think that's cool because you change time, because you time the way it's supposed to be now. Unless you forget to go up there to check where she is, you go all the way back to Truce Cannon and wonder why I won't let you go back through the gate. I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's... <laughs> Yeah, that was just oddly specific. <laughs> uh, okay, I didn't. I mean, it makes it makes sense that you go back to get her. He's like, yeah, we don't need her. She's useless. Yeah, also, she's by the point, on. <laughs> by the point you're in the cathedral, you've been getting enough tech points, which you get alongside experience points, and they unlock the character's different abilities. By now, you have Cyclone on Chrono, which lets him hit a group of enemies, and Lucas got her flamethrower. And as soon as you get them both in the party, you find out you can combine those techs to make a dual tech, which is the best thing in this game. I, I love dual techs. That. Really? No, I don't do dual techs in, in this playthrough. What is wrong with you? What are you doing, then? <laughs> I just use Luminaire. <laughs> the way the All game's right. meant to be played. <laughs> sure, buddy. <laughs> I don't know why. I actually did not really use dual text at all. Dual text, actually, that was the thing. That was one of the biggest like selling points, I think, in the game. Like There was not many other games that, that were doing that. There still aren't. Yeah, there really still aren't. No, I agree. I don't know why. I do not know why when I played this game recently, I did not do any dual text almost at all. I'm glad I brought it up then. I don't trust the <laughs> that you would have made it there. I, I might have not. I don't know. I just had no interest in them at all during this playthrough. You didn't use... X slash on Yakra? No. Chrono I'm very and Frog. Because I know you you liked X slash at that, I, so it's very surprising. I don't know why. I was I. It was a weird playthrough. Okay, that's we'll all get I to, got. Uh, we'll get to the uh, the Lord and Savior cube toss later on. Your weird adult brain just ruined it for you. <laughs> Did something. Anyway. I mean, I played this game very different. I, I think I wanted to play it very differently too. I didn't want to play it the way I played character it before. Wise? I don't know about dual tech wise though. That's a little odd. I think it was don't more tell- just I don't I don't know what it was. I mean I just didn't use them. Don't tell me you started using items in combat. <laughs> I ain't gonna go that far. Are you crazy? <laughs> Who the hell uses items in combat? <laughs> I actually do. I don't like using items, I save them. We know. What That's am I saving why. them for? 
I don't fucking know when I save him. Not, not the last boss, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I actually used a Mega Elixir sometime on the, on the last boss. I'm sure somewhere Mike was screaming and he didn't know why. No, I, I used Mega Elixir <laughs> on Dream Devourer. Oh, yeah, there you go. Because fuck that fight. Well, if you're going to use it, that would be the time. Uh-huh. That was also the end of it, so. <laughs> I knew that was the end of it. I'm like, well, the game's about to be over with, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. How did back we get to, here? Uh, <laughs> I brought up dual text. So, okay, well, it was good. It needed to be brought up. So when you get back to present day, this is when you end up, you bring her back to the castle like you're but supposed how, to. How do they get back? No, they go to Truce Canyon after they rescue Marl. The portal opens up because she made a time key or something. The gate key. Gate, gate key, key, yeah. yeah. I've got it on my keychain. <laughs> so if I ever find a portal, I'm, I'm good to open it. Okay. <laughs> that one. You might end up in a future you don't want to see. Yeah, hey, well, you know, maybe you enter into an alternate dimension. I think we're in that future that people don't want to see. We're no, we avoided it. Man. We're not in the future well, I didn't want to see. We part of it, it, buddy. You're, you're missing the COVID part of it. <laughs> eh, you know what? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's pretty terrible, but could have been worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to say what I, what I want to say. Yeah, I already know where that's going. <laughs> yes, you know me well enough at this point. Some people listen to this show. So, so just like everything, like when you get back, I, I think it's so interesting how things go to completely to, to shit. Bring her back and they're like, arrest him. And he's like, what? <laughs> Kidnap the princess. As far as they were know, she, as far as they know, she disappeared and he was the last person seen with her. So clearly he kidnapped her. I mean, that's what I would think too, though. But it, it it's such a I, I the trial is such a famous part, though, and so memorable. And like that music is still so great. Do, do, it's also do, the coolest set piece in the whole sprited yeah. background is amazing. It is. And, and that's the thing about this game in, in general. I feel like they innovated so many, so many things that we've never seen before. And you saw it for the first time there. I mean, what other court scenes can you think of in RPGs from that point on as far as like traditional JRPGs? Like not too mm-hmm. many. No, I love the trial. Everything about the trial is just so great, and the music is just so good. And this is the point where, obviously, your past actions come to bite you in your ass, unknowingly so. Yeah. It's it's really interesting, though, too, like what happens and like how the little things that you might have done earlier not done play a part in what's coming. If you played the game like a JRPG protagonist and just interacted with everything, you probably screwed yourself. Yeah, most likely. Well, screw yourself in quotations, because... Unfortunately, no matter what verdict you get, it doesn't actually change anything but some dialogue. Yeah, yeah, you're still going to jail. They're still throwing you. Well, he's not guilty, but uh, he he still ran off with her. So, <laughs> I don't yeah, I never that. did get that one. I'm like, but really? So they say throw him in uh, jail for three days. Yeah, how does that go? He will be executed. I, I do love that too. They're, they're like, wait a second, what? I don't think this chancellor's all he's cracked up to be. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why they were gonna. Like, and it didn't, it didn't compute with me for the longest time when I first played this game that the chancellor that is blocking you up is not the chancellor you think it's, it's mm-hmm. the descendant to the guy that you killed. Yep. I thought that was cool too. Spoilers like, for later on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, some people probably never even seen that because you don't have to do it. True. And it's really the only person in the modern or present era that is still holding on to those like old mystic war grudges. Yeah, spoilers for a, a side quest later on. This is actually Yakra the 13th, who has been yep. harboring that grudge against Chrono and his friends for 13 or uh, 400 years. Yeah, seems a little excessive. Yeah, well, monster's got a monster. Yeah, 
But I mean, in, in the whole thing with like the trial where you can, where you, then they're going to execute you and you have to escape. Like that but you is, don't. I do. You don't have to escape. I know. You can just sit there and wait the three days like a lazy person and then they'll put you in the guillotine and Luca comes and saves you. But it's it's more fun to bang the shake the gate three times so the guy comes and hits you. And you bonk him. It's with your sword. Why? You got a metal sword by that. now. Like, why would you lock the guy up? But you can keep your sword. It's okay. We're going to lock him <laughs> in the cell. But you can keep your sword. It's all right. Made zero sense when that happened. I mean... I mean, I know it's you know a game, but still, like you think at least he would maybe would have grabbed something. Nope, he just hit him with his sword. Would you Disarm rather the guard have... and knock him out or something? Yeah, that'd be good. Would you rather them lock you in a jail cell and take away all your weapons and items and money? <laughs> <laughs> Got good news for you. <laughs> I hate that. That's the word. Okay, that, I don't like that <laughs> there it is. I knew but, there was gonna be something. Yeah, that's the one part of the game I could do without. But when I used Ayla <laughs> as much as she was, it wasn't a problem because she was super powerful. Best character. We'll get there. She's the best. Can't believe I just uh, said that. <laughs> I like waiting the three days because then you get Luca to help you fight through the towers too, instead of just having Chrono. Easy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I don't. So you get uh, to the first bot or the first real boss. I guess. Dragon yeah. Tank. When I first played this game as a kid, I had to restart the game because I could not beat the Dragon Tank. Pretty tough. Yeah, he's not easy. This is he's the first there. boss that has multiple parts that you can attack mm-hmm. and target. Yeah, it's your first like real challenge up to that point. Yeah, he's not fun. The head repairs damage on the body. <laughs> and the wheel runs you over. Yeah, that thing's brutal. You gotta take out the head first because it keeps healing the rest of the dragon tank. Which, last week we had dinosaur tank, this week we have dragon tank. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but last week we had a game that we didn't enjoy, this week we had an amazing game. That's fair. So, you know, there's no dragon tank in next week's game, though, or any kind of tank. Or dragon, oddly enough. No. Alright, and it's just... And this is like such a big thing because after you escape the prison, you're like, we got to get, you know, and you're getting chased out of the castle, which is, again, cool as hell. And that whole part where you end up like this is what leads to the game is that they they run into the woods, get trapped, and end up finding a portal. It goes, they don't know where the fuck, where, where, but they jump into it just to escape going to prison again. Yeah. Meryl's like, it can't be any worse than where we are. (laughs) I... You know, I can't remember as a kid if it hit me as hard as it did as an adult, but when you go to the future, because they end up in, and everything is desolate, everything is destroyed, like the world just looks like complete, utter hell. Mm-hmm. And like, I think like Rich pointed out earlier, it's just a question mark because you don't know when you are yet. Oh, yeah. But that, it's, it, it's interesting. Like, you, and the first thing you come into, there's no inns or anywhere to heal, but you see this machine if you talk to the really sad looking skeletal NPCs that look terrible. Oh, yeah. And they're like, well, you can go on the Enetron and it'll heal you. It's like, you're fully refreshed. And they're like, but you're still hungry. <laughs> and this is pressing. It didn't click until this playthrough where they have absolutely no food. They're just using this machine that helps them feel like they're okay, but they're actually mm-hmm. just dying completely because they can't eat. Like it heals their body, but then their body deteriorates from lack of food anyway. Yeah, it didn't hit me until this playthrough. I'm like, oh, that is terrible. Yeah, it's a little dark. Every the future is so bad. Was it 2000 AD year in or 2020? 2300 AD, so 1300 years ahead of their present time. Okay, so it's like 300 years after the day of Lavos. You find out a little bit later, uh-huh. which is what the whole like point of the story is: is that you end up going into a as you progress through in the future, you end up going down downstairs in this rickety place, and you find a computer panel that that Marl hits by accident that. Uh, the try and true. What does this button do? 
Yeah, and that's why she. And then she ends up find. You find out about Lavos came in 1999 and just destroys the world. The day of Lavos. Which it looks cool. Like I really wish you could have experienced the world what it would have looked like in 1998 or something like that future. Uh-huh. It really looks like you... a Sim City kind of thing. It does. Yeah. I just I wish it was in this game. That would it be. it bugs me that it's not. Well, according to Chrysalis, the world ended in 1998, so it wouldn't have been that great. <laughs> so I, I I wish you could see that type of world, not just the one you get. Like an actual future, not just the desolate future. Yeah. Yeah. I would be down for that. The bustling version of the future. Yeah, which we will play. Someday I do want to play the unofficial sequel to this game, Crimson Echoes. Whatever yeah, it's called. actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I never I never got a chance to go through that. Me either, because it's hard. So someday I want to play that, which is a fan-made game, not a real mm-hmm. sequel. But it's the closest thing we're ever going to get to a Chrono Trigger sequel. So True. A real yeah, Chrono Trigger sequel. the saddest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're never going to get it. Well, well the people they put who so made... much thought and care into the the steam part of chrono trigger clearly they give a crap about the series well the problem is that the developers of chrono trigger they all left the series later on and square enix is a company where if the people who are involved leave they don't continue the series always except for like final fantasy like the guy that will never get another parasite probably not (laughs) i think that's no more is still there isn't he was he the one involved in parasite oh i don't know i don't know either i don't care enough either yeah if you get another team on this game i mean like a, a, a proper sequel, I don't think it's going to work out. No, and I was wrong. The Parasite Eve director was Takashi Tokita. Okay. I have no idea who that is. We'll figure it out in June. Oh, he was the director of Parasite Eve and Chrono Trigger, so yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. He has, it was my favorite game. And he All made right, one, but, one good game outside of this. And <laughs> and after they finish, after they finish finding out about Lavos and you do some stuff, you get introduced to Robo, the next, the fourth character you get in this game. You don't want to talk about Johnny? Johnny. <laughs> the the yeah, stupidest part of the game? It's okay. The man. I had such a hard time with that race when I was a kid, before, and I'm like, this is super, super simple. I hate that they changed him to bro in the DS version. <laughs> All the robots call him the man in Super Nintendo, and that's just bro. <sighs> that's because you were hurt by reading that Hawkeye comic. Yeah, that, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> the, one of the lost episodes of the show. But then you could play F-Zero for, like, 30 seconds. I don't mind it. The music's good. You know, I like the music. Oh. It's, it's so weird, me uttering that sentence, isn't it? You like music? Yeah. I'm sure someone someone listening to the podcast just turned it off. Like, I don't know. This <laughs> <part>. <laughs> I, I, I never like this part, where you're trying to finish a race before him, but it's just the cars going back and forth, trying to block each other. I didn't know that as a kid. That's weird. I didn't know it was a like that it was so simple. All you because I was like, oh, I'm trying to say hit him, I'm trying to say hit him. You really, you literally just have to get. You just wait until you see the counter get about thirty sec, thirty something, and then you just get in front of him, hit this boost, and you're done. Yep. <laughs> but the music of the bite race is so good, though. It's the only it's so time energetic. You I, I I don't know. I just because again, this is the game that comes from my past, so I love the music. Where in later games, I just put headphones in and don't give a shit. Uh-huh. This you one have to great. play this game and listen to. All the music. I didn't. Most of it. I played a lot of this in random places where I didn't want people to hear what I was playing. So It's quite good. I played with no music. That is an understatement. Plus, I played in Fast Forward at a certain time. So. Speaking, music, of music, speaking of music, I know you want to talk about Robo's theme. Because I kind of mm-hmm. stepped on you when you mentioned him. <laughs> so, oh, you're fine. So, in Robo, you just didn't want me to talk about where I'm going to go with this. <laughs> so, 
Robo is this big robot that comes in the game. That is like because you kind of get a character from each time zone. You have three from a thousand AD. You get one from the future and one from six hundred AD when you get Frog back. So, but Robo, the thing thing about Cooper Robot is he's this big Robo, this big robot that joins you. But and you get to hear Robo's theme, which is what I really want to bring up. And oh, you couldn't you couldn't hold it in, could you? Of course, I'm never oh. I've been making this joke for a year for a long time off off radio. So I never. So if you're listening to this, go listen to Robo's theme. And then you go listen to Rick Ashley's Never Gonna Give You Up. And you'll be like, wait a second. They they copied part of Rick Ashley's song and put it in Robo's theme. And once you hear it, you'll never unhear it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and That's because right now. <laughs> I'm listening to it as we talk. But it just ever since then it made me really like Never Gonna Give You Up. And I really like that song. Mm-hmm. It's like and it I, became such a big meme. I was like, That's fine. It's it's good. You Rick roll me all you want. I love that song. Hey, Rich, was that on one of your dumb songs list back in the day on your old computer? I don't know. It might have been. It could. It very well could have been. Because <laughs> you had like a whatever. You had a whole list of this dumb music. <laughs> I would call up a friend and just play it and hang up on him. <laughs> that was before Rick rolling too. So. <laughs> and before caller ID. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> You'd be like Hulk Hogan, be like saying stuff, and then you just yeah, I remember all those days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. And there absolutely is, if you look up on YouTube, there is a thing that has someone put the two of them together. It's perfect. I really Sadly like enough, it. I did look that up before. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's just, I don't know why, it's just so cool to me. It's called Rubble Ashley, if anyone wants to look it up. And he merged the two songs together, where first you start off hearing Rubble Seam, and all of a sudden it's, it comes in with Never Gonna Give You Up, and it sounds like it goes together perfectly, because they use the same... Yeah, clear inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> and the director or whoever made the music, oh, I never heard of that song before. Sure, you didn't. Sure, you didn't. <laughs> and this is not the first time they've done this. I mean, they did in Earthbound too. Earthbound has 16-bit music of different songs in there. Like there's a Beatles song, that Michael Jackson's inspired. Like they did. That's just what they were doing at that time. Yeah, I mean, I mean even Doom, Doom did it too. Yeah, and the the original Banger Man Elect Man's theme is uh, a Journey song. I never knew that. Yeah, I can't remember which one it is. The one that goes, oh, oh, oh. Okay. there you go. I sung at all. I sung on. I sung on Mike. <laughs> Just like an angel. Told myself I was never going to do it. <laughs> if you count that singing, I count that as singing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm really curious. Now. I gotta go look this up to see what song it's supposed to be because that was not. Oh, faithfully. Yeah. That was not faithfully at all. <laughs> it's a good wow. song. Perfect. Okay. I'd have to look into this more than after we're done with this. So, <laughs> and after you, you get Robo and, and all the stuff that some stuff does happen that we don't need to go into details. But when you go into, after you go into this time portal with all four of you end up, and I think Rich is probably favorite spot in this entire game. You end up in the end of time because four people traveled in a portal. Yes. And the, so not, not just the music, but the aesthetic of it. Like this, this idea that the, the end of the world is just a signpost with a guy sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, guess bar. That's your that's your central hub of the game, man. Right there. Mm-hmm. It's no Peach's castle, that's for sure. I don't get that reference. <laughs> it's Mario sixty four. Oh, okay. <laughs> eh, eh, boo, boo. I know you want to play that game on the show. On the show, I know you do. I do actually. I didn't know you want to. I didn't say that. I said yeah, I, I know. know you do. <laughs> I do actually want to play it. I've never beat it, so I want to remedy that, and it's the perfect way to do it. Yeah, I never have either. So I know who to talk to when I put it on the show next next season. <laughs> I have the original 64 copy, and then I got the DS version. It'd be the DS version I want to play. 
Well, it's more convenient for me anyway. Same. Because I'll have save states either way, but 64 don't run well on, on emulator. It really doesn't. So the end of time is just so interesting because, like, they don't know what the hell's going on. All of a sudden, they're just at this little place with little portals, which is your hub, and you're just there. And I think it's such a, like, and the music is very calm, and it's kind of sad, and you're just like, what? And this is also where you first get magic for the first time, where you, you go in a room and talk to a little goblin-looking thingy, and he gives you magic. And you walk around three times for some reason. But it's Not so the coolest boring. way to introduce magic, by the way, but <laughs> the area is very cool nonetheless. It's so good, and this music is so timeless, too. Speckio's theme? Eh, I don't know, fuck Speckio. Oh, you're talk- talking about the end of Fuck Speckio, he's a little asshole. I don't like him. He's the guy I like his theme. Hey, his theme wasn't bad, though. Eh, I just don't like him. I also can't beat him, either. Yeah, me neither. He's always kicked my ass. He's a master of war, man. He's, he's pretty cool that he uh, he changes forms depending on how strong your characters are. Mm-hmm. He starts out as a little frog, and then he's a Kilwala. I've never seen him as a frog, though. I always see him as a koala when I first come to meet, to meet him. I always see him as a frog only in speedruns, where you like have to avoid a lot of stuff to get there. Okay, I can't yeah, do that. I do not think I've ever seen him as a frog. I level too much. Same. Yeah, I do that in almost every RPG. Oh, yeah. Fight whatever you can. Oh, yeah. In this game, I mean, this playthrough was no different. I leveled up every chance I got. But you don't really need to. You only... In this one, you don't need to, no. No, you, I only really needed to in the cathedral for the dragon tank. And then after that, I just fought everything I could come across. But I didn't actually really go out of my way to fight stuff. I did just fine. Yeah, it does a good job with pacing. Like, you don't ever feel like you're too weak, even though you're not grinding. And, and that's one thing I loved about it. You don't have to grind in this game, whereas every other RPG or JRPG was a grind fest at the time. Yeah, and it's, it's so nice that it isn't a grind fest. Like, this is a game that... And it didn't really hit me until this most recent playthrough where you don't have to. You can really just run around and enjoy the game, have fun, and grinding just not a thing. And that is so... That leaves you to only enjoy the important parts. The music, the gameplay itself, the the setting, the story. You know, without the annoying grind fest. The story is so good. And I love how after you go, you go, because you're trying to get back to your house. But since you, when you're at the end of time, you're like, oh, I got a portal that goes back to 600 AD or not, oh, 1000 AD. So you jump through the portal. And this is where we're making the joke early in the episode where you pop into a guy's house. Yep. <laughs> Medina Village. And this is where you find out more about the mystics. And I had forgotten this, but this is also where you find out <laughs> that Magus created Lavos. Is yeah. this the other character name you were speaking of? You don't say that Magus? We're gonna, that we're going to pronounce different? Yeah, <laughs> I said Magus, too. Yeah, I say Magus. Is it, I just does anyone actually say Magus? Some people uh, say Ma- Magus. I've, I've heard Magus. No, I was talking about Ayla. Oh, I gotcha. I was thinking maybe people say Ayla different. Or Isla. I think they do. It's Ayla. I thought you were talking about Magus this whole time. <laughs> oh. So did I. Hey, that's a great thing. It can work in either way. But Magus is... When I was a kid, I know me and Rich both can say this, he was our favorite character. At least he was your favorite character. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he's still one of the most badass JRPG characters ever. I don't use him a single time in this playthrough. I beat this game twice. Fuck him. He's useless. You know, to, to, to be honest with you, the last playthrough, uh, I, yeah, I didn't really use him either. Okay, I did use him just to get his text, but that was more of just because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not that I, useful. Well, in the end game, I ended up, well, post game, I should say, I ended up using pretty much everybody. Uh, just to even it out, but otherwise, no, I didn't use him in my main party. He's not that good. Nah, he's cool looking. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure he was my favorite character when I was younger too. But utility, everyone likes that utility. that edgy dark boy. Yeah, yeah. That utility wise, though, he doesn't he doesn't match up. 
I, I do like it. That's how the whole story goes because of, I forgot, just because you talk to people in this town and because when you fight the Hecran boss on your way to get to this water portal to get back, the Hecran says, if it wasn't, if Megas would have, if Megas would have something about creating Lavos like he was supposed to, something about Lavos and Megas, there would be no humans. And that's when you decide, okay, now we got to go kill Megas because he created Lavos in 680. Because it's just a series of events up until you get to 2300 and figure out that Lavos destroyed the world in 1999 and that becomes your sole purpose. Like, since you can travel through time, surely there's a way you can stop him. So the rest of the game is just working towards that goal. Which is interesting, but at the same time, like, they get, I had forgotten it was all just one line by a guy dying after you kill him. That's all they had to go on. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still cool. It's interesting how, like, such little things are what push the story along. At least it's cool to me. I, it is. I mean, you, you got to get from point A to point B. So they had to throw a little hint out there whether or not it was misinformation and just <laughs> the next point. But I mean, I think in the part when you go back, 600 AD is so like, it is one of my favorite parts of this game. Like you, you go back to the castle and they're fighting the Mystic War and the bridge that was destroyed earlier when you came here to stop you from going to the other side of the of the map. You have to go run across it and it, it's, I mean, one, I got to say these soldiers suck and they're getting their ass handed to them, but <laughs> It is cool. I don't want to fight skeleton zombies or whatever the hell. The, the undead, man. Like, the undead, doesn't. they don't have to eat, whereas the knights do. They got to maintain themselves. And, and that's like a subplot anyway. I love yeah. how you got to go get the food, and then you come back with the food, and every there's nobody there anymore. Like, hmm, well, I guess they don't need the food that much. They don't need their one jerky that you got. One jerky, and they split it amongst like a... Hunter guy, <laughs> all right, you ever want to get their, their bite? All right. The chef saved us all with one jerk. <laughs> it's like, by the time you get back, there's not going to be like two guys left, so. It's all like, right. It's, it's where you meet uh, Ozzy. Yeah, I like Ozzy. First time. Such a goof. Yeah, it's. I like the whole trio. I thought the whole trio was cool. Okay, yeah. Flea and Slash. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You don't fight them here. You just see oh, yeah. Ozzy's fat ass, but yeah. For sure. But yeah, I, I, I think them as a whole, you know, other than individually. Are pretty cool. I mean, I don't. There's not a whole lot to say about Zombor or any of that of that crap that I I don't really want to go into. But like this I mean, is Zombor kind of teaches you because, like you said, at this point you have magic and you learn to use it a little bit versus Hecran. But now you have two parts of the Zombor. One part can only be damaged by magic, and the other one can only be damaged by physical. So it's kind of teaching you that certain enemies are going to be able to be hit by certain things or more susceptible to them. At least that's all I want to say. Okay, I'll go with it. I mean, it, it is a point. I mean, that's what the game is teaching you. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. So you're not wrong. And then as you progress through, this is when you you end up you end up running into Frog again. You find out that he lost the Heroes Medal, which is interesting. That this is when it really goes into his backstory about how he met Magus and fought Magus with his buddy Cyrus. Cyrus got killed, and he was turned into a frog. And I love Frog's backstory. Frog was for the longest time my favorite character in this game. Partly, I think I related to. The guy who was kind of beat up on and, and looked different than others and was very shy about himself and felt bad about himself. Wow. You know, that's I never thought about that. Well, I have the scar on my stuff. lip. Like before you wow. met me, everyone in school made fun of me because of my scar on my <laughs> lip. And I had a speech <laughs> problem in, in elementary school. So that had stuck with me. So I, I think I related to characters like that without completely realizing why. Oh, I was. man. That, that actually makes a ton of sense. So, when you were around yeah. me that time, you met me. Well, we, yeah, because when we first met, I was trying to like, I remember changing the way I was at times too to fit to fit more other people. Mm-hmm. So we met in sixth grade. I think I think that's way better for of a reason why you like him, not just because he's some noble knight, 
but yeah. to have that connection, I think it was even even. That, that's really what it was. Without maybe me not realizing it, like characters that I really reflect with, like Locke from Final Fantasy VI, another character I really reflect with. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Which I don't have any yeah. good reason yet at the moment, but there's reason. <laughs> there is no. <laughs> I, I can't draw any connections with that one at all. And I consider myself a treasure hunter in the idea of of. I remember back in the day, I used to find a lot of garbage and like find things that were like, oh, <laughs> use this. It's flat out garbage. Yeah. I mean, it was. Like, you're a kid. You're you know you're running around places. I mean, so surely like I can use this used McDonald's cheese wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we used to do, we used to build forts and bushes, and we'd find random like stuff and put it in there. That's not whole thing. <laughs> so, like, adventurer, every- man. Hey, it was my adventuring, but everything like 600 AD is just so cool with the Mystic War. I, where I will say that whole era is one of my favorite in the entire game. Definitely. And, and there's so many other things that that are going on. There's so many other things that you could like explore further, like Cyrus's background and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> they do go into that. In yeah. And I, I want to know more. I wish there was a spinoff game with that in it. There almost was. I know two guys were working on one in, the, in in their house, but they never finished it. Yeah, well, I don't know who they were. Me and Rich tried to make a RPG Maker game about Cyrus's backstory. Nice. Yeah. We never. It never. Yeah, it never happened. We tried. We spent a lot of nights working on it, but it never happened. Yeah, that's way too much dedication. That that would have been a full time job for sure. <laughs> hey, not like someone can make a game in their last year of high school and then their first make and their first year of college in a year and a half and then put it out for free on Steam. Not like that's going to happen by somebody. Talk about Summerland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made it a year and a half, and I was thinking to myself, man, you made this entire game, and me and Rich could not get the Cyrus story off the ground in RPG Maker. Hmm, that can be props, sir. Yeah, you're a little younger. Yeah, and a little dumber, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know the fuck we were doing. <sighs> but, I mean, everything with 600 AD is just so cool. And, like, when you go get the Heroes Medal, and you end up getting, you find the broken Mazamune, and then you find out that Frog has the other piece of the broken Mazamune with him. That boss masa munez the first wake-up boss like that's the first one that really gave me trouble and i think it's the first time you get like the hard boss theme where it's got a different boss theme than what you've heard up to this point okay i, I never i didn't put that together i just you never fight, realized you fight them separately and then they fuse together to make this giant ass thing with tiny legs yeah he's uh he's kind of a bitch yeah i i don't i had a problem with him before in the past but not this time is it because you don't use dual techs <laughs> I was leveled pretty good. Yeah, no, I didn't use dual text at all. Fun. I don't know why. I like I'm looking back, I just don't I did a couple times, but just not to me it didn't seem like I'm like, I, I can do enough damage just fine with regular text. Uh-huh. I also do a lot of regular attacks in this game and not as many texts as I should use. Because at this point you have the the three heroes from 1000 AD, so you have ice magic and fire magic and chronos. Got his sword, so you can do fire swords magic. and ice swords and antipode and lightning and so cool. There's so much stuff you can do. And I, I love when they get the Mazamu and they put it and they get the the they put it together and they're like, This spells Melchior, which is a guy that you met in a thousand AD, who's also at the Millennial Fair trying to Okay, I got a question. You have the Millennial Fair trying to sell you or trying to buy your pendant that he recognizes for some reason. And yet when you go to that he's and he lives on the island with the monster village. Somehow he's able to get to Millennial Fair and get back, but you have to go through a cave full of monsters and jump in a water portal to get back. Seems yeah, wrong. Maybe there. he took that. Maybe he took that portal. You really think an old guy with a cane, like, oh, I better go get in my portal. Whee! He is the one that tells them that it's there. Can you imagine? Like, hey, we're going to the fair. Are right, you guys ready? All right, I got my swimsuit on. Jump in the portal. Sploosh. <sighs> okay. Enough of that. 
had. And this is, and then after you find him, he's like, oh, you need to use Dreamstone, but that hasn't been around in a fair, millions of years. And this is what sends you then to the prehistoric era, which I, I like. I, I used to not like it at all, but this time it really was good. Good. Uh, 65 million BC. Yeah. Immediately gets surrounded by reptile people. Yeah, and I, I, I have never looked at the reptile people correctly, I don't think. Because when I was looking at them this time around, like when you see the cutscene, they don't look nothing like how my head pictures them. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the cutscenes yet. And they added them in the PS1 version. They look cool, but they're not, eh, they're just there. Luckily, there's an option to turn them off. You don't need them. Yeah, because it shows you the cutscene of what's about to happen that you're going to see anyway. It's just flashier. It looks cool. Yeah. But you don't need it. Well, luckily, the get a little helping hand here fighting the Reptites. You get the best character in the game to save you. I never thought that until this playthrough. Ayla is so awesome. <laughs> She's so overpowered. Yeah, you were 100% right, though. Like, she is just so good. Like, she has no magic, but she just does, like, physical attacks. But God, can she mess things up in this game? She doesn't have a weapon. She uses her fists. Yeah, and she... And I... I like it when you first meet her, too. Like, at least in the DS version, when they change the text, there's a sign where she's like, man, woman, doesn't matter. Strong matters. People were talking about that. She respects she strength. strength. Ahead of her time, man. And I, I thought first, that was... The first feminist. What <laughs> <laughs> God is she badass? She carries a, a club in all, like, all the promotional pictures and stuff, but she doesn't, she doesn't use a club. I think she even she, has it in that cutscene we spoke about. I was of. just about to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She doesn't need it. She's jump-kicking people and throwing them through the air and shit. This music's really good, too, by the way. The Primitive sure. Mountain music? Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Almost everything is in the game. Yeah, just all the, the music. So. Good. Yeah, the music in this... Almost all the music in this game is good, but nothing beats Rubble's theme because he's never going to give us up. He's never going to let us go. Or let us down. That's what it Let us go makes a whole different song. So... <laughs> and everything about the prehistoric is fun. Like, you go there, you have the festival where you're drinking the soup and... You're getting drunk, which, again, in the old in the old game, oh, I feel so full! And now, yeah. oh, God, I feel yeah, drunk. You're chugging soup, of all things. Yeah, sure. The head smash. <laughs> so I did have a, a random question, though, that I always wonder with me, is, like, when you when you go there, like, when you wake up after you drink too much soup and pass out, you find all these reptite trails, and then you lost your key. Did Kino steal the key from you and then get stolen by the reptites? Yes. Okay. That was my understanding, because when you confront him, he says he steals it, he stole it, and then she's like, we'll give it back. He's like, well, reptites have it now. Yeah, okay. I was always I was curious about that one because there's all those, you know, footprints, so what the hell are you must you must have been really fucking drunk. Keep those little bitch too. But he's your ancestor. <laughs> he's Marl's ancestor. Yeah, I know. I guess. Well yeah, he's an asshole. I don't like him. I guess that makes Ayla her, her ancestor too, because I kinda That's what they say. Yeah, I say that she and Kino are a thing. Which yeah, uh, is it... bad outside of his league. But even then, like sixty five million years, like come on, now it ain't gonna be the same bloodline. People are gonna die and replace them, different families, like no, no way. But then again, I'm getting too critical of a game from 1995. <laughs> so, but I don't know. It's just like, and it's simple. It's the first thing from prehistoric because you're just going to a cave and you meet Asla, which is the reptite leader who doesn't believe you when you tell him it's a gate key to travel through time. Like, ah, why are you lying to me? And but Asla's really cool to me. I mean, it doesn't. Nothing with Asla has a big effect in this. I mean, it does have some effects in this game, but he's a character because I know she. Hmm? she actually. It's a she. Yeah. I think they say it when you come back to 65 million, they refer to her as I female. I never noticed that. I haven't either. Maybe it was just in the DS. Well, the or... DS did fix things. Yeah. Almost positive. Because, I mean, there's a lot of weird translation errors in Super Nintendo games. Because people <laughs> didn't care. 
You know, plus you had one guy sometimes do an entire game translating it on a deadline. Yeah, I learned today that like the same guy translated all the Pokemon games by himself up to a certain point. Yeah, like that's that's ungodly. Like that's too much. Insane. Because that's just how it was back then. So I'm glad games are not like that anymore. Yeah. So you know everything with the prehistoric is fun. Like you you get the Dreamstone after you go get your key back as you drink the soup more than her because you can <laughs> hold your alcohol better and. Like when you repair the key, though, with uh, milk or not the key, repair the sword with Melchior. I love that little scene. Like she's like, I'll put on some coffee. And you just see him doing little weird things with the sprite as they're making the, they're fixing the sword. It amuses me every time. Uh, Stunner casting animation. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. And she puts the coffee down, picks the coffee up. And I'm like, oh, OK. I'm- <laughs> I like how he doesn't even question where you got it from. He's like, how would you get something that's been gone for millions of years? Yeah, who cares? OK, let's do this. Yeah, he doesn't dig much into it. I, well, yeah, again, well. he probably knows, because he, you know... Uh-huh. He might have he a little was, experience. Yeah, he went through time, too. You don't find that out until later, but Melchior is from 12,000 BC? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm so glad... It used to be called the Dark Ages, but in the DS version, they changed it to something... The anti- Antiquity, Antiquity. Era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds a lot better than the Dark Ages. Agreed. So, and then you, you get the sword, you go back to Frog, and I, this, oh god, this scene with Frog, when you first drop down the sword, and he's just like, what? How how do you have this? Oh, that part is so good. Right, and he has no idea what goes into recreating that thing, what no. it actually took. But I, I love that, and I also love Frog's theme a lot, because uh-huh. again, like I said before, I really related to this character, and to... And to just like this music means so much to me. This is for the longest time with my ringtone on my phone and my alarm clock. I'd wake up to hear Frog's theme. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty pulse pounding. It's like, you know, shit's about to go down because he picks up the sword and the theme kicks in. It's like, oh, yeah, we're ready to fight now. Yeah, I think it's meant to be rather inspiring at that. It, it really is, though. It's still it's and everything like I and I, again, like I said, I related to him. So it was so cool to see him be like, I can do this. I can beat them. I am. You know, and again, he's he's a he's a frog. Like he's not in the best shape of a, you know. He's a shorter character. He's smaller. He's kind of fatter, cause, and he's not human it's, anymore. Yeah, and his self confidence has taken a huge hit based on what happened to Cyrus and everything else, and his inability to protect the the queen. Uh-huh. It's and God, when you get in the Mausoleum, and then you're like, okay, we're going to fight Magus, and and you have to go to this cave where he takes. You have a cutscene too, or you don't need, but where he just jumps and slashes at the cave and just rips it open to unlock or to get to Magus's castle. You get a blue blue beam to space oh, long before yeah. the MCU uh, <laughs> made it commonplace. Yeah. It's so <laughs> cool. It's got to be one of those like top scenes in games in Super Nintendo era of RPGs or something, though. Pretty sweet. Yeah, I wouldn't really I, contest that. And then Magus' Castle is another one of those moments that's just so cool that people don't... Well, probably people talk about it all the time, but I, I, I know like when you get there, that, that part stick, will always stick with me. Obviously, Seeing it from that, the outside... Yeah, yeah, that part really got me. I loved it. Just the, the camera pan pans up. Yeah. yeah, and, and you well, go you got the cutscenes. You actually see him and the moon and all that kind of thing. Oh, and then when you go into the castle and you're just like, and then you you see like, I love when you first go in that castle and you just see random people walking around. You see your mother's like, oh, Chrono, how are you? This is where you've been. It's like we're in 600 AD. What are you doing here? <laughs> and like, it depends on what characters you bring is who's gonna be there. I know if you bring Robo, Dolan, I think, will be there. I never saw him because I never fuck Robo. Don't but, have, if you have Robo and not Luca, then Luca's there. Oh, okay. I've never... I used Robo a little bit in this playthrough one time, but we'll talk about that later, but I stayed away from him mostly. 
He's got his heal beam, and his cure beams are pretty useful. I actually really liked Robo, my last playthrough. I had just Chrono Marl and Ayla. I like his Uzi Punch, the, the rapid-fire one that does a bunch of damage. Yes. He, okay, Robo's a good character. I just... I don't <laughs> They're like all good, him. except Magus. That's because Magus is, a, is an optional Sidon character that just doesn't isn't really made for that much. Uh-huh. He gets access to all four schools of magic. Sort of. He gets fire two, lightning two, and ice two. It's the red mage. Yeah, and oh, and Frog does get magic, but he gets water. Yeah, we didn't is... really talk about the the schools of magic. No, we didn't. And there's also Shadow, but only Magus has a couple Shadow moves, and it really should have Robo's, been more. Robo's laser spin does Shadow damage. I think a couple of the dual techs do it. But uh, what is it? Speaker says like deep inside everyone, they're attuned to a, a particular element. That's the the explanation of why who has what. Something yeah, like it's a that. Very, very fleeting explanation. Right when you get it, I was. Obviously not too impressed when uh, you get your magic first off in the game. All he does is, like, unlock it in you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the people used to have magic a long time ago, and... Well, and that that's a reference more, you know, to 12,000 BC. Uh-huh. Yeah, which they should have named just the Ice Age. Why didn't they do that? Mm, because dinosaurs died in the Ice Age? I don't know. Yeah. What's your shit? It's still BC. Uh. <clears throat> Step... I, what I, my question is, like, BC represents before Christ. What does BC represent in this game? Yeah, before. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> there is no Christ, so... <laughs> before, before Chrono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder... I mean, he, I wonder does get his, he does get his Jesus pose later, so... He comes back from the dead. True. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe that's meant to be parallels somewhere. He almost there. did it in your version, though, huh? Maybe it almost. You weren't going to do it. What makes you think that I did it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't beat it without him, I'm assuming. Oh, you can totally beat it without him. I know we'll get there. Harder, but we will get well, there. So, what does AD, what does AD stand for? I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, they never yeah. explained that. Maybe it's after death. Maybe <laughs> you're all dead this whole time. Maybe, maybe he died in, in twelve. Uh, maybe the uh, now because PC counts backwards. Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So when you're in Megas' castle and like you see the people and it confuses you and that part when you go to you go through both both sides of this tower and then go back, Ozzy shows up you have, and talks about there's a hundred fiends to kill in here and I'm like, bring it on this time. I'm like, I'm excited because <laughs> I just want to kill things. And God, I forgot how amazing Megas' castle is to me. Like I I, I know part of it's nostalgic because it was such a big deal to me to get that far and to beat that in this game. But man, is it. It is good. And when you meet, this is also when you meet the other two part of Ozzy's group, Flea and Slash. You got your little bat friend following you around. <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> not for long, because I always fight Flea first. So Flea is also, I think, the first trans character in one of these games that I can think of. I know yeah, he's. Um, I think that's RPG. Impl- I mean, because we're not, we're not thinking of like Final Fight. Oh, good point. Poison. Yeah, yeah. RPG wise. Like, because I, I was curious about this, whether it was an air with translation. But what they what I found on lgbtqgamearchive.com, it says, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, I googled. Chrono Trigger features Flea, a magician who is a ninth boss in the game. Flea is addressed in a feminine manner, but it's described as he in the game. At one point in the game, Flea says, male, female, what does it matter? Power uh-huh. is beautiful. I got the power. So yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. So, so we're going to say Flea's transgender. Poison was originally meant to be female, but they changed it in the your the English release just because it was frowned upon to beat up women. So they're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. the, she's trans. Yep, but it's official too. Uh-huh. That. Which is interesting because it, it's not something. I mean, I want to say in 1995, people wouldn't weren't really people still are still fighting with it, like they're okay with it or not. So it's kind of interesting to see that in this game. 
Uh, I always like flea sprites. Yeah, flea's cool. I always fight flea first, too, and then I go after Slash. You know, back then, you know, it could have been a much bigger deal, but it wasn't. Everybody just accepted it for what it was and and moved on. We probably made fun of it, unfortunately, you know, I'm assuming. At the time, you know what? We might have laughed a little bit, but I don't think, you know, we were too young to really... Yeah, we wouldn't have thought of it that way. I always thought of of Flea as a cross-dresser, I think, is what it was when I was young. Yeah, yeah, it's more of what I got from it. Not really. I don't think that's what they were going for, though. I think they were going for transgender. Either way, Flea's Flea's a cool boss, though. Slash is an asshole. (laughs) I don't care for the bald purple guy with a sword. Just don't. Yeah, he's got a weird character design. He looks like Squidward without the nose. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't expect that. There's Ebony Ma from MCU. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like well, yeah, we'll get there. In a few, we'll get there in a few uh, months from the time you're hearing this, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not that far away from Infinity War, Mike. Yeah, well, we'll see. We're like three. We're, I think we're what three, four movies off of it. Three movies off of it before Infinity War. It's not too far. Yeah, it won't be long. A couple months. So just yeah, I mean, and then you go through Ma- Mace's castle. It's just cool as you're going through this castle, and Ozzy keeps throwing things at you and taunting you as you're progressing through this giant place. Like it is, it's really nice. It's Please so slash an Ozzy. Japanese people, well, no, because their names in uh, Japan were like their condiments. Like oh. I think, uh, I think <laughs> Flea was mayo or something. Okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, mayo and I. But uh, in the surprised. localization, they're all rock people. Uh, Who is Flea in rock? Uh, crap. Who is it? Guns and Roses. I got nothing. <sighs> uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Michael Buzz- Balzari. Oh, okay. The bassist. I, I know the Guns N' Roses one is Slash, and then the other one is Ozzy Osbourne, of course. Uh-huh. That's cool, though. I never thought about that. Never All the time I played this game, never once did I think about that to just now. So thank you. Yep. You I'm sure we'll talk more. about more about Guns N' Roses and the freaking Mega Man X5 when we inevitably get to it. I want to get there. I really want to play the rest of that series. <laughs> I just do. Uh, yes, thank you. So as you finish up Megas' Castle, you, you fight Ozzy, which is not really a fight. You just hit little buttons, and he falls down a hole. Because he's stupid. And when you finally get to Magus, though, God, that scene of walking up to him where all the, the, the fires start lighting up, these blue flames is, as you're getting to him, he's about to c- commit the ritual, which you think is to summon Lavos or create Lavos. But I love how you don't find out till after the fight. God, and that music, man, that music is so damn good. I can't be the, I, I know I'm not the only one that loves Magus' theme. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, like we said, all the music in this game is good. I mean, I wish I, I mean, if I could, if I felt like I could, I would put music in this right here. You would hear Megas theme, but I don't feel comfortable doing that because uh-huh. YouTube won't like that, nor will podcasting. Copyrights don't appreciate when you put music in. So yeah, I, I don't know how some people get away with it. It would be cool, but it doesn't. They're not going to bother you until you start making money. Then they're going to come after you. But just to avoid that ever happening, we just don't do it. So right, right. look up Megas theme if you listen to this right now. You have time. Good. I would say if you're driving, don't. But eh, who's driving in 20? <laughs> Everybody working from home. That's why people aren't downloading the show as much. <laughs> so and while you're at it, look up a metal cover of Megasys theme. <laughs> it's even more badass. There's a metal cover of Megasys theme, of course. Oh, there's yeah, there's ones. covers to everything. Yeah. I like the Robo. I like the Robo cover though. That's my favorite. The Robo cover of Rick Astley song, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. we well, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't want to hear your joke, your stupid joke. <laughs> Uh, right before you get to the Magus fight, though, is my least favorite part in the game is when you're chasing after Ozzy and he's got the room with all the pits. That room's not so bad. You just save uh. state and load. That's all. <laughs> Such a lame That's ass. Playing with with <laughs> save <damn> states. <laughs> uh, 
So that's it. It's not about convenience for you. It's more about save stating. <laughs> <to get to, laughs> the, co- the save states are convenient. Yeah, well, I meant as in, like, physical convenience. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not using save states, he's got it's, certain parts of the floor rigged. So you step on, you fall down the hole, and then there's four save points around. Two of them are fights, where you have to fight things that look like save points. One is an actual save point, the other one takes you back to the entrance to the room. And usually in my uh, experience, you experience that about five or six times and then you can finally get out of there it's a pain okay i can i do agree with you. it was annoying i just didn't have a problem with it <laughs> it's how i play games okay like, we know <laughs> you have no idea how painful it was to play a game and i had no god no way to look up things when i played summerland for the review early review and i'm just like this is at least it's short yeah but oh i i got lost in 30 minutes in a part when i would i yeah I don't know what that's. I don't know what that's like. I'm like, I want to Google. Why can't I Google? Also, for anyone wondering, Aussie in Japan is vinegar and slashes soy so. Wow. So you got mayonnaise, soy sauce, and vinegar. Vinegar is not a condiment. Yeah, technically. <laughs> I mean, you can put it on food. You can put a lot of things on food. But who the hell's doing that? <laughs> People like vinegar. I get vinegar and oil in my subs at Subway. That counts. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> These are those tangents we were trying to avoid. <laughs> hey, they're not that bad. They used to be a lot worse in the show. Uh, the Magus fight. So good. And then when after you fight him a certain amount of time, his glove starts pulsating. Oh, I love that when he's trying to cast a spell. Oh, just. Yep. What are and my I was so pumped. So pumped playing this fight. I was so happy. I was like, yeah. Just I never get tired of, of fighting Magus in this game. I never get tired of this moment. His background's pretty sweet, too. The statue with the flames over its hands. Yeah, and like, and when you beat him and, and you find out, he's like, I wasn't, you know, because they think he was trading Lavos, I think they find out he was actually trying to summon Lavos to this time. To destroy uh-huh. it. Yeah, which I'm assuming didn't work out so well. Well, because he was uh, weak after the fight, so. I'm assuming it wouldn't work out well time. anyway. Yeah, well. He ain't that strong. Well, on any timeline, he ends up dying anyway when it comes to that, because Medina Village just has a statue with his... Oh, yeah. In their village. Uh-huh. Good point. So he's not, oh, and Medina, Magus' castle is right where Medina Village is, too, in 1000 AD, mm-hmm. which I didn't think about until just now. So, okay. That's cool. And then you go back to the prehistoric era, which is, you don't mean to, but because of Lavos being summoned, you get sent back there. And this is one that, of those moments where a bigger time portal shows up out of nowhere and people get separated or scattered across different time eras. So you go to the 65 million BC, Magus goes over to 12,000 BC and poses as the prophet. Which is, okay, I always thought he went to 65,000 BC too, and then he found an airport, but that makes more sense that he got teleported there. Okay. Sometimes, yeah, I'm realizing things about this game I didn't really think about for a long time. <laughs> you just kind of accept it when you're younger. Yeah, I've played this game so many times too, it's just kind of like, okay. It sounds like that could be confusing, that's actually pretty minor, because this game, for all the time travel that it does have, doesn't really get confusing. You don't really mm-hmm. feel yourself lost, whereas every other game is like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Where am I? When am I? What's going yeah. on? It's a pretty simple plot overall. It's one of the only time travel stories I really enjoy. It actually makes sense. And that's one reason why. I mean, but there's nobody yelling, you create a time paradox! So, yeah, <laughs> Oslo was talking shit, so I shot him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait till we do Snake Eater in this show. It's coming up. I'm shooting him right in the face, too, just to get that. Just because. Just fuck Ocelot. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, I, like, the pre- when you go back to Pre-Tour era, I actually enjoyed this part a lot more than I thought I would in this current, in this playthrough, because, one, I like Ayla now, so I was excited to use Ayla, and, like, the town, 
not your town, but another town gets raided by the reptiles and they capture people and they also capture Kino for some reason. And you have to go <laughs> rescue Kino. So you get to ride dactyls, which are really just a flying thing, a flying mechanism to get you to where the reptiles have like this giant fortress on top of a volcano. And that is a fun dungeon. Like I had a lot more fun this time than I ever did before running through that place. There's a lot of fights in this place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so many fights. But it, I had fun. Like I really had fun this time. Actually, I didn't touch on the fact that there aren't random battles in this game. Like there are set oh, places where you're going to fight the same fight every time. So it's possible to clear out an area well, until you off screen and come back. But <laughs> you can get to the point where there are no more fights on the particular screen that you're on. That's one thing I appreciated about the game too, because random battles in like let's say Final Fantasies or most other JRPGs uh-huh. can get rather annoying. Oh yes. And this game, they're not annoying at all. I don't think. No. no. You can avoid a lot of them, too, though, if you yeah, want. Yeah, there are I some don't. that are mandatory that just kind of pop out and make you fight them, but... Yeah, but still cool. That's that's not that's nothing compared to random battles. Oh, I have, a, I have a dumb question for you. So do you think when Colonel was about to fight, do you think he ripped off his shirt first before, before every fight? Because that's what you do before a fight, I heard. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Um, a couple days ago, I, uh, I... Here's a rant. A couple days ago, I was talking to some guy, and he was, and he was telling me the story. He's like, oh, I took off my shirt. I'm ready to fight. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I took off my shirt. I didn't want to get dirty. I'm like, what? Just leave the shirt wow. on. I thought so maybe I asked it was some, a Goku thing. No, no, it wasn't. It's just a this guy that I know is a cheapskate, and he didn't want to ruin his shirt. Is what it was. But so he was having people over at his house, and then somebody was insulting his daughter, and they were fight, arguing. So he was out there ready to fight because he was getting tired of the noise in his house, and he started to take off his shirt. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just unbuckle your pants next time? And just drop your pants, and this 300 pound guy <laughs> running at him, you won the fight already. I promise you. Yeah, 300 pound buck naked really guy. Fast. I'm 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 out the door. I'm not sticking around. Be a lot scarier. <laughs> the hell kind of people are you yeah. conversing with, Mike? Jesus. I'll, 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 I'll say that after the show. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, I'm like, just next time, leave the shirt off. No need to take the shirt off. You can buy it's a kind of scary if it's a 300 pound guy. It's kind of. Uh huh. It was a 400 pound guy that he was about to go fight with, so, you know, he might not have been that scared of a 300 pound guy. Who knows? But so, as I was saying, so I think he's, like, the whole reptile thing is just so cool. I, I think so. <laughs> And that like took the a turn. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Continue. Little part where you get into the like where you fight the boss, the black tyranno, you just see yep. this giant dinosaur on a leash chained up. It's so damn good. Yeah, pretty cool uh monster design on that one. It's it's such a it's a fun fight you get to you have to beat Azalo first, so she stops healing him, and then you can then you can kill him. He does like a countdown attack where he burns the hell out of you. Oh, so cool. So you gotta get that ruby mail to mitigate the fire damage. I, I got all that. Oh, I always gotta update my armor every time. It's just and also in the prehistoric time, they don't take your money for armor. You have to fight enemies and get drops like petals and flowers, and then trade those in to get armor, which I thought was cool too. It's very cool. Oh, yeah. Unlike the the future where they're like, "Is this money? Well, I'll take it anyway." Yeah. Whatever. They don't care. They're all skeletons. <laughs> So, and then, like, when you finish, like, when you beat the Reptites, I love how that's when Lavos is coming, and Lavos ends up wherever that... Do, they ever, do we ever know where Lavos came from? Space. Yeah, they don't say specifically. Okay, and they don't say in Chrono Cross here, do they? No, I don't think so. Okay, I know Cross was a lot more into Lavos. Yeah, I was going to say, is Lavos a big part of that one? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> kind of. I, that's hard to say. They're, they focus more on the frozen flame and all that, which is from Lavos, but his origins, not so much. Okay. We're going to have to play that someday. Oh, episode 200. <laughs> okay. I mean, let's come sooner, but I, 
I feel like Cross should be another big, big episode. Look forward to that in two years, folks. Because Cross will have to be a big one when we do it, because it's really... I don't think I can shorten it like I am with this one. That that story is way, way more convoluted, so it would, we, we'd have to really dig through that one, comb through every possible it's, thing. It's multiple discs, right? Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do an episode per disc. I don't think you understand what Cross is like. Hey, <laughs> not. Cross is good, all right? <laughs> it's not a, I mean, I... I only played it once back in the day, and I've never went back to it, even though I've been. Did you only people. play it once? Holy yeah. shit! I didn't yeah. like it as much. Well, it was never going to be any trigger for sure. It, it does not measure up, but <laughs> nonetheless, it is a good game. Also harder. Trigger's not hard. It is not at all. Yeah. A couple of the boss fights are tricky, but once you know what you're doing, not compared to some RPGs of this era, it's really not that hard. But. Like when, and then, like when Lavos comes, he wipes out the reptite. I think it's cool is that because of him there, of him landing, all the reptites are destroyed, and that's why you don't see reptites again ever. Uh-huh. This and is so, basically yeah. what killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, which is cool. I like how he incorpor- how they incorporate that into the story. And what is the um, main ty- um, reptite's name? Azala, is it? Yes, Azala. Yeah. So she actually declines uh, their offer to take her along with them, uh-huh. to, which to is be cool. saved. I like that a lot, too. So there could have been one one reptile at least, but no. This is where the name Lavos comes from, right? La means fire and Vos means big or something? Yep. That's correct. Big fire. Which, again, is cool. And then this is when the game starts to get a little more twisty because they start learning more about Lavos, but because of the of Lavos landing and he burrows into the earth, there's a time portal that you find that you take that then bring you to 1200 BC, which is the Antiquity Era, which is where the game really starts getting very story heavy, and it's probably I know Rich's favorite place in the entire game, Zeal. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, that Zeal is this man is, but you talk about a peaceful place. Like end of time is great, but Zeal looks like a paradise. Uh huh. It's a um, big floating continent. So not not on the surface, but up in the sky. Oh, <laughs> surface, yeah, it was pretty bad. But like when you in the sky, they have this giant castle, and everyone can do magic. Oh, uh, and the music is just so yeah. good and, too. And the game does introduce uh, classism at that point in the game. So we, now we had racism before with the monsters, and not like yeah. the humans. Now we have classism. And I'm glad they actually implemented those elements because I think those make for interesting storylines. So it, it worked out pretty well. Except in real life, I'm not too crazy about them in real life though. Oh, in real life, it's <laughs> fucking. I'd enjoy our, our current experience of it <laughs> real life yeah. would be better if we had magic yes it would <laughs> i wouldn't mind some magic but i don't have enough mitochondria so i don't have magic i guess <laughs> that's how it works i've heard uh, <laughs> i think that's a big part of third birthday uh everything about like zeal is just so cool and charming and like everything gold and it's just but it's also so dark because as you're progressing through this place, this is when you meet Magus as a kid. You don't Janus. know that at first. But he does make the comment where he says something about the black wind howls and the same thing Magus says. And he says, one of you will die soon. Uh-huh. Perish. Spoiler yeah. alert. Someone does. Mm-hmm. What's this purple cat's name? Alphador, I think. Oh, yeah. That's not right. Oh, I had a name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he says at one point, he's like, don't bother. He only likes me. Yeah, I can make is an asshole. We meet uh, his big sister, Shala. I like her, but there's not enough with her. No, there's not. Yeah, he, but now you talk about a character that that they focus way more on and cross. That is one of them. Oh, cool. I wish I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> That's well, sad. The character Kid has a 
it's like a huge connection to her. As, as far as I'm, I'm not actually going to ruin that. No, not this play yet. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep that in. But kid has a big connection to Shaolin. Cool. Yeah, there's we're going to cover Radical Dreamers next at some point, and then we will get to Chrono Cross. Maybe before episode. Um, I'll be honest with you too. I have not actually fully played through Radical Dreamers. Oh, he will I, be. That is I the only one it. I haven't. So I, I downloaded it at your house back in the day. Yeah, I remember. I I definitely played it. I just never fully went through it. It's not long. Even as a 16-bit sprite, Shala's super pretty. Like, there's something about it. Very interesting character. I mean, she's the, the catalyst of one of the best backstories or side stories in, in all of Trigger. I mean, the best backstories of any characters in the, in the game have to do with Magus and Frog. And Magus is now on the hunt, eventually, for his, his sister when she disappears. Uh-huh. Which I, I thought is... It's cool, like the whole thing where he, like we said, he becomes the prophet and he's trying to change what happened and save his sister and stop waffles and it. And when you find out that Queen, his mother, is fucking psycho, the psychopath, mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah, it's a little crazy. I, I like that too, and like how she just like she's trying to summon waffles or oh, you know, get waffles from underground and use him to get power or something, I think. Yeah, because that always goes so well. She wants, to, um, she wants to become immortal. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah. yeah. She kinda so she actually it achieves is. it because yeah. the black, when the Black Omen rises, which we'll get to later, it's throughout every era, and she's there every time. Good point. Hmm. I didn't think about that. And that's what the Mammon machine was created for. So the, the, the gurus made it to help her gain immortality. And they realized how dangerous it was when it came to uh, bringing it closer to Lavos and what could happen. So they wanted to get rid of it. They were all banished. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. It's just cool as Zeal. You, know, you meet Dalton, the asshole with the orange cape. and like, Oh, also, and Zeal, we meet uh, Maza and Moon in their original oh, yeah. time period. I thought that was cool, too. And then you, you end up getting beaten, or you, you fight a hard boss that you can kill, but then you get you get captured and thrown in a cell where they're like, oh, we're going to enjoy torturing you and killing you painfully. I'm like, okay, not very nice. All right. By the way, the, the Masamune does make it way, its way to Chrono Cross in a different form. God, I so, wish I could remember what you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't played concerned. it in so long. I have it on my Vita. You need to play it again. You're, you're oh, I'm going I, to. I think as an adult, you're going to appreciate it a little bit better. It's going to happen on the show. It just, just hasn't happened yet. But Better time. I mean... Every 50 episodes, we do a big RPG, so... Oh. Or every 25, sorry. Every, like, 25 episodes, that end, like, 125, or you have a big RPG plan. 150, have a big RPG plan, so Chrono Cross might fall in 200. We'll see. Or I might switch... Yeah, we'll see. Depends on my mood. <laughs> 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 when I put together the schedule. But we see, uh, Shala's got the same pendant that, uh, Princess Nadia has. Yeah. And hers can open these doors that we saw in 2300 AD. Which is, I, I like that. I like when they give you that ability when you find out that when you throw the pendant in the mamma machine, like gel, goo, you end up getting the ability to open up doors. Yeah, you get to power it up. Uh-huh. Which is... So, do it, a, lot of, a lot of the big story points, points happen in Zeal. So, do you guys know or recall how the Mazamune is made? How, what else here? How the, how Shala, how the pendant ends up in the royal family? No. It's all that red rock, isn't it? So it's it the well. Let's let's start with the the Mazamune. So there was the the ruby knife, uh-huh. right? That was made out of dreamstone, and that it, it needs to be used. Um, Melchior ends up telling you like, hey, you can use this 
to destroy the mammon machine. You need this to destroy it. Once you go to that mountain area and all that, you get it, throw it at the machine, it then, because of the power of the mammon machine, turns into the Mazamu and as it's stuck in there. It does use that same sprite, I noticed, so that makes sense. Yeah. Same exact sprite. So, and then when it comes to the zeal falling, which we'll all get to, I'm sure, um, the fall of We're zeal, the pendant gets picked up by the uh, lower class citizens <laughs> and uh, <laughs> eventually passed down through generations and makes its way to the Guardia family. That's awesome. Okay, that's cool. I did not know that. I didn't put that together either this time. I wasn't paying attention, I guess. You can believe that. Me not paying attention to something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the gameplay too, but I mean, I love the story, but so much is it already in my head that I wasn't mm-hmm. as reading as much as I probably should have I mean, around this time. And those are smaller details. If you miss them, you're not missing really anything in the grand scheme of things. Oh, but in Zeal, I did make sure to talk to the random woman and tell her not to burn her plant. I made sure to do that. You might do that. <laughs> Which I love how that's how you do a side quest that we're going to talk about a little bit later, just by talking to this one random person and telling her, yeah, don't burn that plant that Zeal told you to. Yeah, don't do that. She's crazy. And after you get captured by by the by them and they throw you in that cell and they threaten to torture you, Scala and the Prophet save you, but they kick you out and then seal the portal that you use to get here. And then when you go back to the end of time, he's like, because you got to get back there to do what you need to do. And you're like, well, he's like, I didn't know someone making a time machine. And there's a small, depending on how you play this game, there's a side quest when you're in the future where you can go through the sewers and run into this old man who's one of the prophets, or not prophets, but like gurus from the Zeal era. And he'll talk a little bit about Time Machine or something. But when you go back there at this point in the game, he's built his, I think he's, is he dead? Yeah, he's, uh, when you well, go he's, back, yeah, Balthazar. When you go he, back, his, he's dead. Okay. Yeah, he's in the construct, more or less. Okay. I couldn't remember exactly, but. I know he, and then you get the you get the epoch, which is a time machine, but it has no wings or anything at this point. It's just a, a yeah. ship you get into, and it transfers different times. And you just be, can't fly yet. I, I was thinking to myself, what if you went to the what if that land that you're on is underwater at different points in time? Like, mm. <laughs> when you like, uh oh, hit that <laughs> button fast now! Like, come on, we gotta go. <laughs> it floats. <laughs> I hope so. What if you're inside a mountain? Yeah, I was I was gonna just bring that up next. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, game over, buddy. <laughs> Uh, so, but that's how you get back to the antiquity era and you go back up to the Zeal's palace and you go right back to Zeal and I think this is when you find out that they're all in the ocean palace underground trying to wake up Lavos and man the ocean palace is something else so that music too mm-hmm. oh, man it's so weird me gushing about music isn't it <laughs> it really is <laughs> I mean, oh, it's just, it's something else, though, like, that whole, the Ocean Palace, like, I remember, I was kind of scared of it when I first did it, um, when I, when I was a kid, I did, that place just was hard on me, but now I'm like, this is fine, enemies are fine, it was just, it was fine, it was nothing wrong with it. Even before you get down in there, you climb up the chain. Oh, Mount Woe, yeah, when you rescue yeah. Melchior. You can fun, talk about that real quick. I, fun Melchior, in his original time, so he's like, who the hell are you people, why do you know me? And you fight the Giga Gaia. Big stupid looking Mega Man X looking boss. <laughs> his dumb face. Mm, yes, he That's is stupid. He's got to take it out of his hands because he keeps counterattacking otherwise. Luminaire does wonders. His face is dumb. So is Falcon Head if you use Dolt Dex. Mm. Ayla picks up Chrono and he flies in horizontally off screen and attacks everything in a, in a line. I, I never saw that ability in this playthrough. Not once. <laughs> You can use Volt Chomp, or Kroner strikes her with lightning, and then she does her cat attack. I saw that a couple times. I like that one. It's okay. I didn't use it very much. 
And by this point, I think I had uh, Ice 2 on Marl, and what's the, the throw that Ayla gets? I don't know. But Rock throw. Yeah. Or she shoots this giant ice chunk, and then Ayla throws it, and it sends up this torrent of ice energy. It's my favorite attack in the game. It's so powerful. It is cool. I just never used it, but it is damn cool. Uh-huh. I maybe used it once. I didn't, then I was done after that. So, like, one of the next things that, like, after you rescue Mechio, that's when you go to the Ocean Palace, and, like, the Ocean Palace... Fight Dalton, and then he goes down there, and then you follow him down there. Dalton's an asshole. Yeah, it's a stupid fight. Everything with Dalton's stupid. (laughs) No, he comes back in Cross. Is he in Cross? To to some effect. Rich, you remember? If he does, I don't recall. (sighs) I don't think he's in Cross. Pretty sure I read that. Oh, there's a line that we're going to talk about in the DS that they added that puts him in something to do with Cross, but I don't think he's no. actually in Maybe Cross. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like, his, him as a character, I don't think, is in it, but mention of him might happen. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely not in Cross, though. Because okay. I just looked up stuff with him, and then nothing came up. Huh. Yeah, it must have been the DS tie-in that I was thinking of then. Yeah, because Cross is very, very loosely connected to Trigger. Like, it's it's really not... It's more of a spin-off of thing. How many characters are there? Like, maybe... Upwards of 40, something yeah. like that. But they, you don't have any that overlap from the previous game. No, and it's the same time. They really could have, but they just don't do anything. And barely any of them have any connection to characters in the previous game. The only one that really does is, what, Kid. That's it. Yeah, it's And you, not... get, uh, you get a robot from the poor A army. Oh, is that the thing that used to be my avatar back in the Go chat rooms? Yeah, Grobic. <clears throat> <laughs> I forgot all about that. So did I until you brought it up. Yeah, aren't you happy I did? Not at all. Okay, good. <laughs> we won't go into those old days. Mm, yeah, let's not. <laughs> so, and, and like after you get to the Ocean Palace, this is like one of the biggest scenes of the game, though, too, where you get down there and you end up fighting. They summon Lavos and you end up fighting him, sort of. But you get, you can't win the fight. I tried. He ends up beating your ass. Possible. Not your first time through, but we'll talk about that later. I tried on my second time through. I, I mean, the, the damage he does is ridiculous. It's definitely stronger here than he is at the end of the game. Yeah. Can you actually beat that fight? Yeah. Wow. What happens? Uh, it triggers one of the endings. It's, I think it's the same one if, if you beat him immediately with just Chrono and Meryl. Wow, that's cool. I did not know that. You taught me something new, Mike. Cool. All that's right. what I'm here for. I don't think that's what you're here for, but I'll take it. Okay, cool. I'm really happy now. I learned something new about my favorite game. I never did it, and probably never will. <laughs> it's like I, I couldn't do it. It's yeah, it's hard. But so what happens here is this is also where Colonel then dies. He sacrifices himself to save Magus, I guess. Yeah, we find out um, that the prophet Shala. is Magus. Shala's about to die, but he just oh okay because Magus is like I'm finally gonna fight you, and then he attacks and does nothing. So all right, it yeah, he then realizes this. Huge parasite that's been conserving energy for millions of years is way too strong for him. <laughs> Weird. He thought he was going to kick his ass with a scythe. Yeah, imagine that, huh? Yeah, he gets he gets his ass handed to him, and and when like I couldn't believe that they let Colonel die, like either too. It's just like they just kill a main character. And that Even was unheard t- of at the time. Again, something like innovative like that is something we we never saw it before. Uh, kind of, not like a, the not the main character, but there been other Fancy. square square RPGs where the like big characters die. What game? Four. 
They don't die in four, even when they jump um, off an airship with a with a no, belt. He's fine. No, I'm sleeping. He's just tired. They're twins. Twins that turn oh, to stone. Yeah, but they get that's saved. temporary. Oh yeah. And, and no one five, actually dies in four like they should. Five Galuff dies. Yes, correct. Yeah, fuck Galuff. But he wasn't the main protagonist. He was part exactly. Of the team, yeah. But, yeah. It's okay. He gave all his uh, abilities over to his niece or whatever the hell she was, and then he's fine. Her granddaughter. General General Leo died in six. Yeah, that's true. But he's not playable. Yeah. Chrono even T poses to show his dominance over Lavos, and he still dies. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, Lavos di- and and the thing is, like, you can actually go finish the game now because this is when you're like the end game, essentially, where Chrono dies, you're all defeated. You go back to the end of time. Or no, you get... Oh, fuck, I'm skipping apart. After this happens, you get captured. Or no, you wake up in in a small town which left. Because Zeal ends up going down after this fight with Lavos. That's what I want to say. And yeah, like, shoots energy into the sky and cuts up the, the floating islands. It is cool. It is really cool. That's it's a good cutscene. And then after that happens, like, Zeal falls. And you just see giant tidal waves hitting the land. And the land is just mostly destroyed except for this small little group of people who are living on an island or on a land. It's amazing the world comes back from this. Yeah, you didn't think it would. Since everyone on the floating rock is no doubt dead and most of the people on the ground are dead. Yeah, no one. You aren't going to survive that. And then you end up, you wake up in the town and you're, and you're talking to the mayor or whatever the fuck he is. And then Dalton asshole shows up. I didn't catch this back then, but like he tri- he you're talking to him and he's like, Oh, look behind you. You turn around and he shoots you <sighs> in the back. It's the stupidest thing. It really is. Like this whole part you could just take out and I'd be okay. I very... love this game, but you could take out this part. It was face palm worthy. Like and then you wake up in a ship, you're in a little room and you have none of your equipment. In the Blackbird, which you find out real quick when you go up the ladder and you're just looking out at empty sky. I really like that though. <laughs> That's a really cool moment. To be able to go outside and then you see that, like it just it's uh-huh. so cool to me. And if you're listening to this and playing it for the first time, make sure you have Ayla in your party at this point, because otherwise whenever <laughs> someone sees you, they throw you back in the cell. Oh, that's what happens? Mm-hmm. Whereas she can actually fight. I never had Ayla not in my party, so it's the preferred way to play. For this part, because I knew what was coming. Uh-huh. Okay. You have to cool. Go around the interior of the ship and look for the chests that have your equipment scattered throughout it. It's not great. It just feels kinda like padding. Which is fine because the game's not super long. No, a game's like what fifteen hours long. Yeah, is that not a long game? Surprisingly, you know, especially for being one of the top RPGs, it's it's you know that people look at. It's a short game. Uh-huh. So, and then after this, you can go beat the game if you want in multiple different ways. You don't have to go save Chrono. You can. Just well, we got to talk about. Got to talk about the. Oh. Does Dalton call it? Uh, he renames the. Oh, yeah, the he epic. fixes your epoch and gives it wings. The Arrow Dalton Imperial. <laughs> oh, fuck Dalton. I don't like Dalton. I don't like anything to do with Dalton. He gives your he gives the flight the ship wings. That's pretty cool. I mean, that part is, is the cool. biggest egotistical asshole in the entire game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, agreed. He burps at you <laughs> when he dies. <laughs> burp. Yeah, he's a really annoying, annoying guy though. Yeah, like you said, you can go beat the game now. You don't have to do anything else. You're going to be sorely underleveled, but it is possible. And I think and that, you're going to miss out on some cool side quests. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I never did it, but I, I, it's cool that you can. It's cool that the game gives you that ability. Well, the Sunstone, uh, the uh, Fiona side quest, the Rambo Shell, Rambo Shell, and that's what's so cool. I mean, for me, I always go and resurrect Chrono immediately. 
because you go back to the end of time and Gaspar's like, oh, where's the other guy? He's like, oh, well, I, I have this thing called the Chrono Trigger. Yeah. So, uh, it's said to be able to resurrect life or something like that. Yeah, something like that. They mentioned that Gaspar, in, in Zeal, they mentioned that Gaspar is actually working on it, but they don't know what it is. It's cool, and, and like how you have to go get Chrono back is so awesome. Where you have to go and you have to go to the Millennial Fair again and do the stupid little Simon Says game. And if you do it right, then you can buy a, a, a doll that the guy made of Chrono, and you put it in your room and, and you go to his mom's. Oh, where's Chrono? He hasn't been home lately. It's, it, that's still touching. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, like that. that you go talk to her with him in your party, and uh, she gets you get little vignettes of her meeting all the other party members. That's cute. Or she's like, Sister Robo, are you on a Lucas Inventions? I don't remember yeah, that. That's the, only, that's the only thing that can make sense to her. Um, nobody's ever seen anything of that, that that's that technologically advanced. So uh-huh. it's got to be Luca. Yep. That makes sense. And then after you finish, and then you go to the future, talk to the guy that gave you the epoch or the, the new, and he will, you have to go up a really stupid mountain. <laughs> I don't like. And it's really hard on touchscreen, by the way. Really hard on touchscreen. Oh, I bet. And you go up, because there's some part you have to run behind a tree, and you have to go across this a slicky is surface. Also, where you see the slicky. lava spawn for the first time. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. This and is the payoff that, for telling the woman not to burn the tree, right? Because it's no. the first one you had. It's no, not? that's the Fiona. A Fiona's? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, but the lava spawn, the idea is for them to, to grow bigger and eventually travel to their, their own planets to feed off of those planets and, and wipe out the resources and keep the, the chain going. And this is where you first run into them. They're kinda, they they remind me of the first boss from Final Fantasy VI where you can't attack the shell or else it counterattacks. Right. Yeah, you gotta attack the eye. Which is um, kind of a, a heads up or a, you know how it's going to be when you face Lavos himself. Uh-huh. Which is definitely, I, I like that. And then when you get up to that tree finally after the stupid mountain and you save Chrono, like that part is so cool. Like they, they lift the, the egg up. The egg just breaks and they're like, there's no chrono. <laughs> and they think they, they think it failed and you've seen an eclipse and then they go back in time to the moment he died and they're able to put the fake clone in there and pull him out. Oh, that is cool. I wonder if they saw Dracula's castle in the eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a reference. That was cool. And I mean, so Mike, did you resurrect Colonel this playthrough? Did you try to beat it without him? I did beat it without him. I didn't you do did? anything. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> like, screw this. <laughs> I've got other games to play. I don't have time for this. <laughs> okay. I, I don't understand how you can be such a monster, but okay. <laughs> I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you later in the episode. Surprise. <laughs> Mike is a mystic. <laughs> Magus will rise again. <laughs> oh, I also say Magus too, because like there's a part when you're before you resurrect Chrono or after you can go to I think before you go to the you go to the little this little cape and you'll run into Magus and you can either fight him or forgive him. If you forgive him, he joins you. That's how you gotta so, get him. And actually when you talk to him, he kinda gives you a little backstory on what happens because it shows the rest of the, the gurus being sent to their various times, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it is. Um, so, Mike, I'm going to share a little something here. I don't know if you remember this, but I actually wrote a short story based on that exact scene where he's on the cape as after Zeal plummets. Vaguely, now that you mentioned yeah, it. So, and I actually sent that into, uh, I think it's still around, Chrono Compendium, and they uploaded it, and I have no idea if it's still there. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was based on that, that one scene. Chrono Compendium, the site's still there. 
Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm referring to. But yeah, I don't know if my story is still there. I haven't, I haven't dug around the site to, to see, but and, man, it had to be like, what, over 15, 15 years ago? ago? Oh, yeah, because I, yeah, I was, my son's 13, so that should put some perspective on it <laughs> yeah. before that. So it's been a long ass time. And then you can play this game like so differently. You don't have to do any of the side quests. Like we were saying, you can go beat the game multiple different ways. You can either take the epoch, drive straight in the lobbles and do just a final fight. You can go through a bucket that's been there and ever since you got to end of time, that will lead to the final fight. You got to go through a whole lavos fight where you got to fight. He takes the form of other b- old bosses and it's really stupid. Or you go through a giant black omen dungeon, fight a ton of hard bosses, and then you fight the lavos fight. Then you fight the final, final lavos fight. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. That, how was, that was the cool thing about that game too is that it had a new game plus feature which was pretty new to me i don't i don't think i ever played a game before that that had the feature at the time i feel like it existed but this was the game that named it new game plus mm-hmm. but, uh, it's such a staple in rpgs these days yeah no. it wasn't then yeah me personally okay, the option itself dates back decades but the term new game plus wasn't actually used until chrono trigger so yeah i don't know what game first had it but yeah, Chrono Trigger had multiple endings, so. I mean, I guess you could say that, like, the original Mar- Super Mario Brothers, because you have the second quest in there, if that counts. <laughs> Zelda had the second quest, too, where you rename it or something. Yeah, but you don't start with any of your stuff. I guess oh. you don't with Mario, either. Whatever. No. Yeah, you pretty much have all your equipment, levels, items, all from the, the previous save. But not money. I thought that was weird. Yeah, it is a bit weird. I guess you really don't need it at that point. You don't need money in this game, yeah. Not really. Not that point. You have all the all the good equipment you're, you get through. You're never quest. struggling. Yeah, it's all anything you can buy it just never matches up uh-huh. to the side quest. Buy shelters. I, I, That's all you need. <laughs> I do like all the side quests too. I think they're all really, really good. So we wanna uh, we don't need to go through all of them. Do we wanna touch on some of them though? Well, we can touch on all of them real fast. There's a couple that will be quick sentences. Like like we talked about be one I want to start with like the one that when you re- when you tell the girl not to burn the plant, you end up finding out that in 600 AD there's a sand hole now because this desert where Fiona lives that was forced earlier in the game, like not complete forest, but a little bit forced, is now completely a desert, and she tells you somebody is killing it. And that's how you find out that you go down in this hole, which is very quick. You end up just fighting a monster. Yeah, a few monsters, like but Zombor. Yeah. Which is, I like Zombor. He's got a cool design, yeah. It's definitely interesting. The thing that highlighted this one, though, is leaving Robo to... like Someone has to replant the trees, so you leave Robo in 600 AD, and then jump forward to 1000, and like it's a forest again, and you find him all rusted and destroyed in this big shrine. He's like, for you, it's just a hop between times timelines, but for me, I've been here for 400 years planting these trees. It's... It's really cool. No matter, like, whenever you go back there and drive through, he's always there working, even mm-hmm. though he's in your party. <laughs> I love that, too. Oh, this is where you get the camping scene, too. One where, of the uh, best scenes. Yeah, in I know you which like that leads, one. Which, yeah, it is, man. It's, it's a beautiful scene. And then you get uh, Luca's pretty much like a flashback with her mom. Yeah, it's where you can save her if you read notes and know what the hell you're doing. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you also see Luca's house in Cross and Kid also has a connection with Luca too. So when you guys, when you play it, uh, it's all going to come to you. Okay. You know, you'll be on that when we get there someday. <laughs> Won't be anytime wait, soon. Man. I need to, I need to play it again. So I'll be waiting. So okay, I, uh, <laughs> I did everything wrong in this playthrough. Like I thought I had to fight Magus to, to recruit him. So I killed Magus, didn't resurrect Chrono. And I was doing Lucas part. And I'm like, where do I go to put the password in? And I didn't get in time. And her mom still ended up being crippled. 
<laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> That's, hey, the last two were accidents. Resurrecting Chrono was intentional just because <laughs> I knew it'd get a rise of you on the episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you didn't save him. That's just monster. <laughs> <sighs> Best character in the damn game. He's power-wise. He is easily the strongest. Great. I mean, all you need is Chrono, Ayla, and Morrow, and you're good to go. True. Luminar and Cube Toss. I didn't do that, but... <laughs> Missing out. Yeah. So, and then, so the Zombor thing is, that like, that's cool, and you can get some really good equipment, too, from the church that ends up getting built up where he, where they were. Um, there's one with, like, and each character kind of gets their own side quest. There's one with Robo, which I'm going to do real briefly because it doesn't need a lot. We go to some futuristic factory where they're killing humans. That is a cool thing, but eh, it's my you least fight favorite. Brain. <laughs> yeah, it's my least favorite of all the side quests. What was stupid to me about it is that Robo had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Like Arthropos or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. It's dumb. Astros or something like that. You gotta fight you her. Find out, uh, Robo's name is not just... He, he's got three names in the game. He's got Robo... He's at R66Y, and he's at Prometheus, uh-huh. which they just happened to throw in there. So I don't know if they were trying to reference, but uh, three na- three different names. Atropos is her name. There you go. <laughs> that was funny. They named the boss the boss mother brain. Yeah, I, I, she's yeah. a fine, fight, but that's no and resemblance then... at all. But. <laughs> and then one of the other side quests you do is you have, we mentioned it briefly there's a sunstone where this one's kind of cool where you go in the future you fight this stupid terrible boss fight the worst get an boss. item go back to the prehistoric era put the item in a in a in a spot go back to the future era find out the item missing and then go to a thousand ad to find out that some rich stubborn guy took the item mayor the mayor and is lying to you unless you go back to 600 ad and buy an item in a thousand ad I know I'm being this confused. You gotta, like, uh, you gotta give them jerky, is it? Yeah, you gotta give it yeah. to him. You can't sell it to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought it was cool. You can like see his house shining from the world yeah. map, so you know where it's at. I love how when you talk to his kids, like I hate my dad. He's an asshole. <laughs> he won't give us jerky. And then after you do that, then there he's all friendly, and, like you know he's all nice. He's giving away everything. Like I thought that was cool. So, oh, you want the stone? You can have it. I probably should have just left it where I found it. Or in in the the DS version, he says somebody gave it to him. Or he bought it off somebody or gotcha. something. It's probably Tama. Yeah, Tama wouldn't have been around in a thousand. He's already dead. <laughs> I forgot that you can find Toma or Tama, whatever the hell his name is, in 680 at a bar. It is Toma. I never go see him. I just, I don't, there's no point because I don't well, go in that bar. That's how you start the, the Cyrus quest. You don't have, no. You, don't have to you did. Do you see him to find the, get his soda or spirits in the DS version? Yeah, but that, that's for the rainbow shell quest. Oh. Oh, yeah, you can, you're right. you can you're skip him in truce, but you can go back to where his gr- you can go back to the town that's like to the right of where you're at, where you need the epoch to get to. And when you go there and talk to, and you'll see him in the bar, talk to him. And then you go get the soda pop. <laughs> as I remember it <laughs> in, the, in the SNES version port and you go back to thousand AD pour it on his grave. And then he tells you to go where the rainbow shell and go back 680 and then go get the rainbow shell. Because as you see him throughout the game, he's talking about this big treasure he's looking for. You see him one other time. Yeah. If you go to a certain spot earlier in the game, yes. He's a very fully-fledged character. I wonder if he was meant to be playable at some point. Like, he or looks way different more. than everyone else. Yeah, you're right. Dustin kind of like, you know, he's not really much. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Like one of the Cyrus flashbacks, you see the big frog thing. Like, that's a very detailed sprite for a one-off. It's like, I wonder if that was supposed to be a boss that you fought. Yeah, could have been. 
Could have been something more they had planned. They just never got around to it. I like stuff like that. Me too. Oh, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of that type of stuff. So, and well, I'll, I, I kind of started. We'll talk about the rainbow side quest real quick. So you end up. This one's kind of a side quest where you find out that. There's dinosaurs living in this cave, and you go through a giant cave and the ruins of the dungeon that you where you fought Azala, mm-hmm. and you end up getting you when fight. lava struck the the palace, it pushed it into the earth. Yeah, sure, okay. I think they mentioned that as you go into. They it. do, but I feel like it would have just been destroyed, not in the earth. But all right, <laughs> it's strong. Don't 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 worry about it. <laughs> don't. <worry. sighs> yeah, I know, but I I, I like it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. You gotta fight the Rust Tyranno. I like that fight. Stronger version of the Dark Tyranno. Okay. I guess, yeah. And then you get the Rainbow Shell, and then I like how you go to the castle. You don't have to do anything, but they go to the castle, get it, and then you go back into 1000 AD for Marl's side quest, where you find out that the Rainbow Shell now is there, and they know it, even though she doesn't really know what it is. And it's been stolen. Like and you have a whole... you, you just Typically, you just have done the side quest to get it brought to the 680 castle and she's like well we don't have any treasure and one of the other party members is like don't you remember we we rewrote the timeline so the rainbow shell is here yeah i thought that was kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) it was still off for the player but we're gonna make our character look like an idiot in the process yeah it's okay she deserves it sometimes and then you have the 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 trial is fun where her dad is her the the king her dad is on trial because the, the shell's been stolen they think or he sold it and I like that part. And then you have to go down to the, into the storeroom that wasn't there before. If you go there and then you find out that the, it's actually there, you kill old monsters from the cathedral. The same, they're the same level and everything. I like that. Uh-huh. And then it turns out that the chancellor is also the descendant and is a monster. And you fight the champ. You fight him again. Uh-huh. Like we talked about earlier in the episode. It, it's the 13th. It's cool. It's definitely something that was very interesting to me, and I, I was very much a fan of the side quest. I like Meryl jumping through the stained glass window. Me too. She wouldn't be okay, but yeah. Nah, very cinematic. It is cool as hell. And you were starting to mention the Cyrus, the Cyrus side quest. There's the ruins where you meet Toma. We have to go back to 600 AD, and you fight you fight ghosts and things, and you got to go talk to some idiot, and he goes and f- fixes things. But I love how it's a side quest where they really use a time. Like, in order to get him to work on the castle, you have to go to the future— Talk to a lazy guy at the bar who doesn't want to stop drinking. He's like, I'm too busy drinking to get to work on anything right now. And his wife just gives you his tools and says, well, yeah, fuck him. Here's the tools. <laughs> would have been yeah, nice I, if the guy at 600 would be like, wow, these look really fancy. That would have been cool. <laughs> and, and, and so, I mean, I like how they did find a way to work it in. Like, the whole Cyrus Castle is kind of fun. You go through fight things. You get actually some of the best equipment in that castle if you do the time thing where you go in 600 AD, look at a chest that you can't okay. open up the pendant, say no, go to the future, open that same chest, and then it, it's a better equipment. Yeah, you basically charge it up with the mammon machine energy and make it better. Yeah, you get some you get uh, some of the people's best you get Marl's best weapon in there that way. Yeah. And then you also go to Cyrus's grave, Frog's little scene where he holds up his sword and makes Cyrus whole again or whatever and Powers not the again. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. I, I did like that. Uh, what other side quest am I missing that we mentioned? Cover the Sunstone, and then cover, you get the Rainbow Shell. Melchior uses uh, the Rainbow Shell after the trial to make you the second best weapon for Chrono. And then using if you have this, and using if you have the Sunstone first, and then you get some cool equipment. I think in this SNES, that was the best version, wasn't it, or the best one? It is in the SNES version, yeah. Yeah. The DS, they had one better sword that I, that you get at the very, very end that you'll never use. I think the only other one we didn't touch on is always these four. Oh, Ozzy's Ford is... It's just, yeah, it's just a series of fights. 
There's nothing too spectacular. You fight Ozzy Flash and Slee powered up. It's the first time you actually got to fight Ozzy. Yeah, which, which is kind of cool. And you can charm him for some good equipment if you have Ayla, where she can charm mm-hmm. stuff. And they potentially with, steal. They hit you with dual techs, which you've been using. Well, I used the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, though. They can do it's that. cool to see the enemies do what you do. Yeah. And then you can go beat the game. I went through Black Omen to beat the game on my first playthrough. Uh-huh. But in the DS version, they actually added another side quest. They added a couple side quests, but one is a monster training thing. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't touch it. that. <laughs> no, yeah, did you ever do it, Rich? Too much. If I if I did, it was back when I first played the DS version. <laughs> But I didn't after, even call it at all, honestly. After I beat the game, I went into it, and they started the little cutscene talking about it. I'm like, I don't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned it off. I didn't care either. So, And then there's that, but they add this dungeon, which I kind of like, called a Dimensional Vortex, right? Or is that the other thing? No, I think it's... That's the other thing. Um, it's some, like, hidden reptite village that still exists in 600 AD and 65,000 BC, where you have to go there... 65,000 and like you you kill monsters and you go back and forth to two different eras doing lots of fetch quests lots and lots of fetch quests yeah that's all it is and when i played the ds version before i actually skipped one of the quests where there's like a whole nother in this cave system a whole nother layer of of monsters of dinosaurs that are going to kill the reptiles if you don't stop it you fight the one of the worst bosses i've ever fought and it's it's two bosses where one's weak to lightning one's weak to shadow but if you do not kill both of them in the same turn, they will resurrect each other at full health, and you just keep the fight going and going and going. I none of this is familiar to me. I have you no might have not done it. About. <laughs> I, I only found it like I missed it when I first played the DS version. I only found it because of the guide. Huh. Otherwise, I never found it. Weird. I have to look this up. Yeah, it's not it's, fun. It's it's worth going through it. I mean, then you get the to the uh, Dream Devourer. Oh, which, actually, Dream Draw is not from that. You actually have to beat the game. Wow. Yeah, that's the Dimension of Vortex. Which, the Lost oh, okay. Sanctum is this other one you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. Huh. You get really good equipment. But yeah, I missed that the first time through because it's there's that. And then the other final part is you go in 680, you go all the way up to the top of this tower you were that they were working on, and you find statues of yourself. And that's <laughs> interesting. It's just stupid. And that's it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. You get some good equipment, but you do a lot of really dumb fetch quests. I ran up and down yeah. this mountain. Over 20, 30 times. A couple times by accident, I missed something. Very, oh, very that's tedious. what you were talking about. Yeah, I'd never huh. done it before. It was it was all brand new to me because I missed it last time because I didn't use a guide. Yeah, I'm looking through it now. I, I None of this is familiar. I, it's wow. hard. I thought all the gates that opened up were all tied to the dimensional vortexes. No, the so we're going to talk more about the end of the game or the boss, but I want to... So after you beat the game, you beat Lavos, which we'll get back to... You, I go through the game a second time because you opened up three-dimensional vortexes in 600 AD, future, and 1000 AD. We go through a really annoying reuse dungeon, reuse sprites, color them differently, new enemies, blah, 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 bullshit. And it's bullshit. And then you end up fighting Shades of yourself, which I never did this before either. You fight like a fake Chrono, a fake Luca, and a fake Mara, which then end up making your characters way stronger, which is cool. Or latent ability gets stronger. And then after you beat all three of those, which are not fun, by the way, kind of hard, you end up unlocking the final fight with the Dream Devourer, which is a reference to Chrono Cross. Well, you forgot right? the other boss that you fought. You fought oh, the yes. Once King Dalton. And this is what's supposed to be that Dalton's in 1000 AD in his little vortex. And because you beat him there... He says, makes comment, like, I'm going to fight, get, get my revenge. And he supposedly goes to Poray 
Mm-hmm. And in five years, just pour a military up to invade Guardia to get revenge. Okay. Yeah, that must be what I was thinking of then. Yeah, that's what you were. And that's because in Chrono Cross, Pore is a military force that's invading the L, wherever the fuck you're at. So, all right. And there, so after you, when you beat the game the first time or any time that you don't do the Dream Devourer, because we'll get the Dream Devourer afterwards, you fight Lavos. And the Lavos fight is broken up into a couple different sections. One, as I mentioned before, he imitates all these other bosses which are just like they have the same amount of health. So you beat them in one hit a lot of times. Uh-huh. And then you fight the Lavos fight. And you're like, yeah, I beat it. And then you go inside his shell <laughs> and fight one form of Lavos. It looks like a giant machine. That's annoying. Uh-huh. I think so. And then you and I, and you beat that, which I remember getting so excited as a kid. And then you fight another thing of Lavos. It looks like a humanoid with two little bits. Yeah, it looks like an alien. And... I like the joke is that the bits are really like the one bit is re- the real lavas because the uh-huh. humanoid just keeps getting resurrected again and again and again. Because you would think, so. look at it, it's like, hey, that alien thing is clearly lava, so I got to kill it. Yeah, it's kind of cool, though. And it's really not a difficult fight at all. No, I had a hard time when I was a kid, but this time it went by really quick. Uh-huh. Take out the left bit, then focus on the right one when he drops his defenses. Middle one's pretty in- inconsequential as long as you heal up when he attacks. Yeah. And then you finish the game. Penny, and then a different enemy, but, hmm? Unless you do all three dimensional vortexes. Yes. I mean, you, you beat the game and go back through the second time to do the vortexes. Oh, can you only do it on the second playthrough? Yeah, to do a new game plus. So I I went and threw it a second time and did the dimensional vortexes. And then you fight the Dream Devourer, which the Dream Devourer is like Lavos, but Scala is inside the top of it. Which is that a reference to Chrono Cross without going yes, to spoilers? Okay. Well, kind of spoilers, but still. No, it's old <clears throat> and this fight is tough as hell the only reason i was able to get through this fight as simple as i did there's an item for robo that you can get in the one of the dimensional vortexes where anytime you use a critical hit he does 9999 damage so that's how i beat the dream devourer <laughs> uh, i believe that's the same method i use i mean again it's been probably like five plus years since i did it but i believe that's the same method uh, i think i just did my my typical luminaire and cube dust <laughs> it works that's what I know. If it's not broke, don't <laughs> fix it. That's right. It's a it's a good fight, and it. What I guess this is the real ending of the game now. With the Dream Devourer, where Magus gets teleported to some random place, and he's like, I don't know where I am. Because yeah, there's goes a, on the hunt for Shala again. Yeah, because there's a rumor that he's in Chrono Cross, but he's not. He's, we'll, so we'll he was there. supposed to be. I, I heard they actually coded him in there and all that, but they took him out last minute because they didn't have the time to flesh out the story. Uh, but he was supposed to be Guile. That's what I've heard. And he's Guile's pretty similar in some senses to Magus. But you can fight Sleaz and Flesh, I saw, in Chrono Cross. You, yeah, you can also do that. So it is it is pretty cool. Like, a lot of the side stuff, well, even some of the stuff that's not side stuff, you run into um, hints and, and references to the to the first game. Like that Mosmune thing I was talking about, you end up facing a guy named Dario, and he's, like, kind of possessed... Uh, by something that has to do with the Mazamune. Okay, I don't remember any of that, really. I mean, I, like, you're you're waking up really old memories, but I can't... Yeah. Well, I mean, if you only played it once and kind of moved on, yeah, it's 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 going to be buried pretty deep. Yeah, it is. One day. One day I'll get around to it. Well, I will make sure, because sure, I'm going to make this podcast do it. So, <laughs> won't be that far away one day, I guess. So that's the, the new ending, right? Which brings the total up to 13 for the game? Yes. <laughs> I've never gotten all 13. I keep. I told myself I was going to do it. I got the two endings. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. We're done. So, Turn off. So I, I told you I was going to make up for killing Chrono to you later in the episode. I actually went through this game three times, and the last time I got all 13 endings. 
I did everything there is to do except for that thing I didn't know about. Damn. So there, there you go. <laughs> That's a lot. Not really. Because, I know quick, but... Yeah, because you get the you beat it and get the ending, and then you save the overall progress, but you don't save over top of your save file, so you'll just pick right back up where you left off. Well, yeah, but still. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a lot of fighting Lavos. Yeah, we don't need to talk about all the endings. We just want to talk about, like, I like the whole idea that, like, the, the, end, the regular ending is that they, all the people they met go through the time portal and they leave. The time portal is going to start are going to be disappearing now that Lavos is defeated. And then your mother's dumbass goes jumps in the portal chasing after a cat. See, I didn't get that one. Yeah, well, that that's the uh, the original like main ending. Yeah, and also There's makes variations on that one. Is the yes, because Glenn Frog can be turned into Glenn if you decided to fight Megas. So right. Different things. So mine was everyone comes back through the portal during the oh, what's the what's the festival called? Damn. Well, the um, yeah, no, they 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 call it something else that the that caps it off. Anyway, uh everyone comes back through the portal by the the telepads and they're like, Gaspar's got this thing that can resurrect Chrono, so they're all on this quest to to fix Chrono since I didn't do it during the game. But you get to see Hot Glenn too, frog in his human form because I killed Magus. Never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was super cool to see Glenn back in his human form again. He looks awesome. Like they definitely needed a, some way to play as him. Okay. I mean, I I wish he, he's in the other. I think he's in the Crimson Echoes thing as Glenn. Oh, neat. I think I could be wrong though. I I thought he was still Frog, but yeah. maybe he's still Frog. I don't know. I need to play that again. That's probably gonna be on the show at some point. I do want to put in some ROMs on the show. We'll see. But like ROM hacks, I really think, I think uh-huh. need to be on the show someday. And they might be extra episodes. I don't know if they'll get numbers. We'll see. That's all. Other ideas. So, any last thing to say about the game? Uh, did you want to touch on some of the other big endings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the one Rich mentioned earlier, I think it was off-air, where if you beat the game right after... I think it's right after you beat Azela. Uh, it shows the beginning of the game again, but everyone's a reptite. Yeah. yeah. Like the reptite's sick cool. over. Like uh, two reptites bouncing to each other like Marley and uh, Chrono. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i never gotten that one. And then if you beat the game right after you rescue the queen in 600 AD, Frog apparently gets the courage to tell the queen how he feels. So you go back to 1000 AD and everyone's like talking to Princess Nadia. He's like, why are you in your human costume? And everyone makes a ribbit sound. So you go back to the castle and the king starts bouncing around. He's like, hey, I was just going to watch this footage of our ancestors getting married. <laughs> so is Frog and the queen getting married. So everyone's frog half frog people now i never gotten that either i i never really gotten any <laughs> endings i just never cared enough i mean i always tell myself i'm gonna do it and every time and i never do it most I mean, of them are kind of stupid yeah, yeah most of them are pointless just go on youtube check them out yeah end the story most yeah. of them are just little vignettes they're not yeah. great there's one where meryl and luca talk to or they kind of rate all the human male characters throughout the yeah. game and it's the only time chrono speaks he's like what are you two doing it's just never been. I mean, fight going through the game twice for this for this episode was enough for me just to get that dream devour fight. Because even though you're all powered up, still that's a lot of bosses and a lot of running around. Uh-huh. It was worth it, but still, it's a lot. Yeah, of- if you're a true true Chrono fan, it's it's worth going through at least once just to kind of see to say you did it and it's just to see where it leads. The Dream Devourer thing, 100%, everyone, if you enjoy this game, you need to do that part. And you need to go through the Dimensional Vortex dungeon on the DS. You sure. you really should. That sprite of Lavos Lichal on top is really cool to see. 
I mean, and if you ask me, that's the real final boss of this game. Uh huh. Because that's Agreed. you know essentially what leads into later games and well yeah. later later game. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> that is not a plural at all. Yeah, remember the Chrono Break we were supposed to get? Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah. I'm still upset. <sighs> how about when Square shattered our dreams when it came to the Chrono remake? That was never going to happen. <laughs> of course not, but it looked beautiful. I mean, they, I mean, I don't know why they they should have just been quiet. I wouldn't even say a word. Like we're not doing anything over here. Oh look, it's finished. Okay. Like you make projects like this, you can't be vocal about it. Yeah, they were they were very proud of what they were doing and showed it off every chance they got. Yeah, yeah but they they were gonna fast. sell it too. Like they were never gonna make it. That wasn't gonna be a free game. So they weren't. I don't know what the hook they were thinking. Like this ain't gonna. You can't sell something like that. I mean, unless they were hoping that they were gonna sell it to Square, Square so. Soft, and then you know they would. But yeah, they they have the people who made Chrono Trigger aren't part of the team anymore, so they don't care. Because the guy that created Final Fantasy was one of the people that made Chrono Trigger. He's been gone for years. Noble Yumetsu, I don't think, is still there anymore. So he's his own company now. So it's not surprising that we didn't get it. Yeah. I think he just does still special dumber. projects when needed. It sucks, though. I won't say it doesn't suck because I would have liked to, to, to get more. Uh-huh. All right. Should we go on to questions, memories, or comments? Sure. sure. All I'm right. sure you got a lot. <laughs> I actually post in four groups, so I'm going to read these quick because this is already a, a long episode as it is. So. All right, let's see what I got. Because it's a hundred episodes, so I, I had to I had to ask some questions, you know. Yeah. First, from the turn-based RPG group, which I have a lot too. So from Marce Marseille Rosa, well, I have a tradition called Chronovember. Each year, I replay the game, and I've been doing this since 1997. It's next to Xenogears, my favorite game ever. Nice. <laughs> from Jesse Beninger, after completing FF3 through six, I was looking for the next great RPG and was well aware of this gem coming out from bringing up my Nintendo Power. I was about 12, 13 years old when I dro- when it dropped. Perfect age to really enjoy it. I remember Robo got beat up by his buddies. I was so emotionally invested in this game that I got choked up. <laughs> that has my favorite line in the entire game is if you have Luca in your party. She's like, well, you need to eliminate the intruders. And she's like, no, I think the intruders are going to eliminate you. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, from Dan Gatons, probably the best original soundtrack ever. Oh, it's yeah. up there. Chrono Cross might be better, though. Yeah, the, yeah really Cross has a beautiful soundtrack. I mean, it's the same composer, so. And from Jonathan Clyburn, best memory is learning to steal tablets, because you can steal the tablets that upgrade your abilities from Black Omen bosses. Black Omen yep. enemy. The, I did not do that. But. The weird wall panel things. Oh, yeah, okay, those don't last long either, so, okay. You get only a limited amount then. Uh-huh. Oh, and the other thing he said is the only game where you can fight the final boss in the beginning and stop the whole adventure from happening. Yeah. Under <laughs> game plus. And from Bernard Cross, this thing we've been mentioning off and on, Chrono Trigger Flames of Attorney is the nearest I would call Chrono Trigger 2. The fan hack game is really great. Don't skip the game because the bad and unbalanced first level. I will be playing uh, it one day. Uh-huh. Which one? Uh, Crimson Echoes. Well, oh, Crimson Echoes. Crimson Echoes is what it's originally called, but then they got stopped at 98% through. Somebody else took over and finished it, and they calls it Flames of Eternity. Uh, from Daniel Smith, my man Frog slices a freaking mountain op- a mountain open. <laughs> uh, from Devin Jackson, not going to lie, I have started about a dozen times on DS, but never finished. You need to play it on your damn phone. You'll finish it that way. Trust me. It's much easier. <laughs> okay, this is funny. From Don Davis, I once fake sick to beat the game before my brother. I succeeded in marvelous fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Troy du- Dulan, the black wind howls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's a, here's a wrong opinion from Robert Gardner. I beat it on the god-awful PS Port. It was that good. PS Port's fine. Maybe it's a little slower, but it's fine. Yeah, it's just got loaded in. 
And from the official Laser Time group, only got a couple of memories, but I'll read a couple I got. Uh, from Charlie Weatherton, Chrono Trigger is my introduction to JRPGs and remains one of my favorite games of all time. I rented it from Blockbuster so many times, my mom finally just bought it for me. It was only the second SNES game I ever owned after SimCity. Also okay. good. SimCity? Yeah, oh yeah SimCity, Super Nintendo is really good. Uh-huh. From Philip Palumbo, it's funny being a huge DBZ fan at the time and not making the quick connections on <laughs> the art style as a kid from the box art, but being blown away once once in game. I'm a huge fan of not having random encounters a la Earthbound some of the Drake in the Dragon Quest series. If a game is stre- stretched that way, I'm out. Chrono Trigger is simultaneously chill and uplifting you with power and inspiration. Very rare. Earthbound technically does have random encounters either. You still see them on the, the map. Yeah, Earthbound's there. Yeah. They spawn them randomly. It's not as good, is it? As people say it is, I don't think. Ah, rude. We can play it. You put it on the show, I'll play it. Gladly. We will play it, I'm sure. You just gotta play it. It won't be me putting it on, that's all. <laughs> uh, from the Overblood group, from Trent Foreman, it's great, that is all. From Sebastian Games, really want a Switch port. That would be nice, but come on now. Okay, here's one from Aaron Kooten. Much prefer cross to trigger, even having grown up with trigger first. Definitely not popular opinion, but mine all the same. Trigger is more fun, but cross had better music slash story, in my opinion. Damn, that's a rough the one. Music that's, is good. I'm not going to contest the guy, but I mean that that is an opinion you don't hear too often, for sure. No, I mean I, 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 I feel like Colonel Cross music is better just because there's a couple songs that really, really grab me. Mm. So that I, I can't really argue that. I mean, I would say the the better OST is probably Cross in this situation. But that's I don't remember enough about Cross to talk about the story. I don't even remember the story of Cross, to tell you honestly. I just remember Sir and that's it. nothing to do with time travel and all to do with dimensional traveling. Uh-huh. And I don't know. from Charles Bells, is it bad? My first experience with Trigger was the PS1 version. It's not bad at all. The game's fucking amazing. Play, the, play a different version. There's ways to now. So, And from the Chrono Trigger posting group, I'll read my last set of memories and comments. I got a fuck ton, so thank you guys. I can't read them all because the show would be too long. So... Uh, we'll read the first one from Alex Rickon. This is without a doubt the most important game in my childhood. The story, characters, music, atmosphere, everything is perfect. I'm not even a fan of RPGs, but I have vivid memories of having so much fun traveling time and solving the side quest, immersing uh, myself in the music and the game. It is, in my opinion, the best game ever made. You're not wrong, man. You are not wrong. <laughs> uh, from Joel Harden, I was nine when it came out, and I can't believe my parents bought it for me as we got it brand new for $69.99. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that was so cool. like yeah this game was like people were complaining about seventy bucks for PS5 games like yeah they were they were seventy just here and there. Super I think game. Earthbound was eighty because it came with the the yeah. guide. I, I kicked myself for never buying that game. Except I don't even know if I even have any Super Nintendo games. I think they're at my parents' house. I hope otherwise they're gone. Well we'll see someday. Uh, from Jeff Harley, it was the first RPG I ever played as a kid, and while I found other games I love, nothing has ever scratched at it the way Colonel Trigger did. To me, it's the gold standard for the genre. And you'll never get another one. So, <laughs> from Josh Reed, the music makes it for me. I love every song in the sound tr- on the soundtrack. The song "Corridors of Time," the Zeal Kingdom, just makes my imagin- imagination go wild. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, from James Mickelkin, I love that Colonel was a silent protagonist, but I never noticed when I was a kid. In my opinion, he still had a strong hero personality that wanted to do good for his friends, which was inspiring. He was tied with Magus as my favorite back then. Now it's a no doubt him. Magus is great. You like this one, uh, Mike from Zachary Moran. Ayla Charm for extra gear. Go check out the charm list, which I never That's did for this playthrough. Yeah, because you can get infinite gold studs too. Guess what I did? <laughs> Makes the game a lot more fun, a lot easier too. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got here that I want to read. 
Some of these are longer, so I, here's one. From Wilson McLeish, I had a Japanese stepfather who brought a Super Famicom and a Japanese copy of Crunch Trigger home from Japan before it was ever available in North America. My stepbrother and I beat the game together while his dad translated for us. We spent a few weekends in a row doing this until we were able to beat it. Then it came out in English, and I got it from my Super Nintendo. I got to show all my friends how cool it was, and I already knew how to beat it. That's cool. Wow. It's a good memory, sir. And here's one. Uh, from Tony Holmes. The only thing I don't like is the cover. It shows Marl using fire tech, but she uses frost. It's Luca who uses fire. <laughs> yeah. And from Bobby English, I got the game day day one back in 1995. My friend and I had, had played through the game together up until a certain point. So one late night, I'm at the part where Mega challenge you after Zeo falls. I was too scared to fight, so I declined, and bam, he joins. I was so ecstatic. I called my friend's house at around midnight only for his mom to answer and threaten to whoop my ass for calling late. <laughs> Uh, from me to hand Durgan, I quit the game because I could not find the hero's bath. And years later, I beat the game. I mean, I can see that being confusing. Uh-huh. All right. And I think last one I'm going to read from Andrea Schick. I loved this game when it first came out for the NES. And my brother would sit and watch me play the game. And every ending, the characters, art, music story made it a perfect game to us. It is a perfect game. Oh, yeah, she, I lied. I'm going to read one more because this one looks interesting. From Michael Gudes. I played it when I was 14 years old. Here in Brazil, the prices are expensive, so like many fellow Brazilians, had to go to rental stores to play games. So I rented Chrono Trigger without knowing what it was all about. And once I started playing, my mind was blown away. When I first stepped in the telepod after Marl and watched the time travel animation, I knew I loved the rest of the game. So you got a lot more, but that's all I want to read. But that's cool. So there you go. I mean, everyone, people love this game. Most people, unless you play the PS1 version, then you don't like it, apparently. <laughs> I I beat the PS1 version because back then it was cool because it would let you it would show you what endings you got and save that information for you. And DS version does it now too. Yeah, I mean the the DS version is the correct way to play it now. That's the definitive version now. But the the cool thing about PS1 back in those days when when it finally came out, um, it had the cutscenes for the first time. Uh huh. Right. And at the time that was pretty cool. Now it we we don't give a damn. I skipped them. I turned them off. I had no interest in them after after that. I'm like, I'm good. Oh, hey, I was looking up the box art mistake. Someone points out that it, it's them doing the arc impulse where Kerner leaps off a frog's back. That's why he's kneeling. And the effect that Meryl does to Kerner's sword Kerner's... makes it look like fire. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I never knew that. Well, me neither. Well, I mean, I've, I've used the attack, but it never pieced it together. Nice. Hmm. You learned something new. There you go. So the person that's been screaming at us this entire episode, I, I'm glad I could close that loop for you. Oh my god, I learned new things about my favorite game. Okay, let's go to let's go to Shelfer Box now. And Rich, since you're our guest, why don't you go first? All right. Well, I think we we all know where yeah. we all stand on this, but um, the comments that you just read, like majority of those, sum up all my feelings for this game. The nostalgia is is strong with this one. And um, just the music, I don't think we covered enough just how beautiful, how great <laughs> that music is. Like, I still listen to that to this day. When, when I'm having a hard time or I just want to relax, I'll throw on some trigger or, or cross music. And, and no matter if I'm at work or at home, and, and it just calms me down. Uh, that's how much power that, that has to this day for me. Um, I used to sit on the, the main, like... Um, world screen like in 600 AD and just sit there and let the TV play the music because it was so great but um, this is one of those games where it's not only uh, a great SNES game but just one of the greatest games that I've ever played in my life um, and I have not found anything to, to really come close to that other than Ocarina of Time but definitely would um, shelf this game I'd 
go as far as to even create a damn shrine for it and pray to it every day. I mean, this game is amazing. <laughs> so, hey, I, I mean, I have, uh, I'm close to that. I have um, perler beads of all the characters, and I have a, a canvas signed by you and other people. Hey, there you go, man. That's a good start. Still hanging, <laughs> yeah. it's hanging above my TV. I, I would go further than shelf this game. I would shrine it. <laughs> hey, there's our new thing. You shelf box or shrine, but only. It's the opposite <laughs> of, of us put it in the box and throw it in a lake or whatever we said for <laughs> some of the bad yeah. MCU movies. <laughs> there aren't any bad MCU movies. You're talking about. Yeah, you tend to forget about it. <laughs> there's only, there's only, <laughs> that's not a bad movie. That's a, that's just a forgettable movie. The bad movie we just got done reviewing. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> the bad movie has sensitive nipples. That's what the bad movie is. Yeah, has. yeah, yeah. People will hear that, that in a few months. I'm sorry, I finished editing it, damn it. <sighs> All right, Adam Mike, why don't you go next? Uh, yeah, like, I don't think anyone's going to box this game. Nope. We kind of covered it pretty well about what's so great about it, but uh, the fact that it popularized New Game Plus and the double text, like I said before, I'm such a sucker for combining the text like that. But uh, I don't think there's anything else we need to say. It's forever on the shelf, and it sucks that we'll never get another one. <laughs> nope. But we'll play other games that are like it eventually on the show. We'll get as close as we can get. Right. That I promise you now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also, I'll go next. I mean, it's simple. I'm going to put this on the shelf no matter what. I would go, say, same thing as Rich said, it would get a shrine. Because at one, I mean, this is a game where it's my all-time favorite game. I, I love it. I It didn't age at all for me. It's still, I still had a blast. It was so much fun to run through. And it's just so good. It never, it never gets old. It just doesn't, it's like, it's just, it's aged perfectly. It's not a perfect game, I know that. There's no such thing as a perfect game. But it's sure as hell, well, maybe Tetris. But it's sure as hell close <laughs> enough for it to, I don't like Tetris as much as that, but I know people do. Bill so does. Just, we know yeah, Bill yeah. does. <laughs> That's what I was also thinking of. So yeah, the game's on the shelf. And if you want to play this, you can. There are so many different ways to play it. It's on Nintendo DS, it's on Apple Store, it's on Steam, it's on Android. There's so many different ways to play this. And you should, if you haven't played it, Play it. Play it on your damn phone like I am, right? You know, like that's the best way because it's just in my pocket at all times. And that's why I was able to play through it so and was fast forward so quickly. And it's really, and I still had so much fun. Story is amazing. So on the shelf, love this game. Will never not love this game. So yeah, there we go. You, and you, I, you introduced it as your favorite game of all time at the top of the episode. I'm sure people are biting their nails to see if you shelf or boxed it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> what a twist I mean, that would have been. That <laughs> <laughs> box. Fuck this game. Uh, no, I mean, this. There's nothing. The, the Dalton thing is annoying with the, the Blackbird, but again, there's really this stuff. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, anything negative about this game is extremely minor. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, and it, it never, and then when playing through this most recent playthrough, it just became, I just enjoyed it just that much more. <laughs> I really I did, actually. enjoyed it to the point where I'm like, oh, I might as well go get every ending. I'm impressed. So I say I did. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, it's fun. I was really ready for it to be over by, like, the ninth ending. Well, I'm I, so I, sick of fighting Lavos. I don't. I would. I, I wouldn't do it that many times. I mean, I'm. I might get one more ending, maybe, but then I'm. I don't know. That's a lot of work. But I don't need him in the the Ocean Palace. Like he's still super hard. Yeah, I can believe that. That's a ridiculous fight because you're not meant to win it. So they kind of uh-huh. make sure you don't win it. People online say it's doable. So I mean, they wouldn't lie. Yeah, people. You can also get Pico Pika Blues in a uh, Pokemon <laughs> Red and Green, Red and Blue oh, too. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Pika Blue Flare too. Yeah. He's got to move the truck. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be talking about that soon. And Mike, why don't you introduce what we're talking about next week? So I'm like, would it be weird to put my favorite game of all time after yours? Mike's like, no. So next week we're <laughs> wow. Next week we are playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So two great games, one after another. We had to, we had to wash that taste of Mega Man X2 out of our mouths, you know. <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. 
X is amazing. X two is not a, is just no. I don't know. It's just too hard. Yeah, Which, that's the that's sure the X three is not going to be any better. Yeah, but it's not on the list yet. Fair. It will be, I think, and I want it to be, but it's not there yet. <laughs> that's that's all on you, buddy. <laughs> I tried to change Ape Escape, but you said no. Nope. Spoilers <sighs> for next season. Yeah. Okay. And. Anything else I need to say? No, I think we covered everything. No, nope, um, you got your plugs. Oh, yeah, besides that. I mean, we covered everything important besides the plugs. So, again, I want to thank Rich for coming on and joining us again for this episode and our Thanks 100th episode. I would not have thought that when I first started the show, I would be here 100 episodes and have this. To, yeah, so I'm pretty proud of that. Pretty Unfortunately, awesome. none of the people who started the show are with me still. They all <laughs> end up leaving at this point. But, you know, hey, I made it 100, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with myself. <laughs> and it's Glad been I what be here for it. 22 episodes since you joined I think or 22 regular episodes like 50 since you joined it feels like yeah, we recorded but beginning of July somewhere around there yeah uh, 70 episode 78 you joined with Super Mario Land 1 and 2 ah. good episode too alright if you enjoyed this episode we've covered lots of other games we haven't covered too many RPGs just because they were tough to do and well we're going to definitely cover more because me and Mike want to episode yep. 4 we did Golden Sun well, maybe the only turn based RPGs we covered besides this I don't think there's any we'll other ones. Yeah, I want to do Parasite Eve. That don't really count. We covered uh, that. Episode 26, 24, 23, somewhere around there. So yeah, definitely check out all our old episodes. We do we do comics. We do games. We do the, we're going through the MC movies. We just released Winter Soldier not too long ago. And you should be hearing the first Guardians of the Galaxy somewhere around the point. That I can't remember my time paradoxes around this time. So <laughs> definitely listen. Check those out. And if you enjoyed the show, great way to support us is follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, where I'm constantly posting updates. And YouTube, we need more subscribers. And I also want to give a shout-out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from his EP Bite the Book. Song to Cool Kid Squad. Definitely go check him out on YouTube. All right, I think that's everything I need to say. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for helping us reach 100 regular episodes. And we never missed a single week. We were never late. And, oh, that is, I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> I have not been late once. Well, yeah, every because always the goal is have it up by Tuesday morning, normally Monday night, but it was always up by Tuesday morning. Even when I had to stay up till midnight in Chicago to get Mega Man one and two up, and we had it up by Tuesday morning. Awesome. I literally stayed up till midnight, one in the morning, trying to get the freaking thing to convert and upload. But I did it. So yeah. All right. We will see you guys all next time when I'm done patting myself on the back. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.